Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much no no i'm just like a happy-go-lucky guy and all this is about having fun that's right I'm not looking for any special treatment. When I walk in, I don't want you averting your eyes. I don't want you bowing to me. Nothing like that, no. Nothing like that. Jesus, the longest book promotion. Yeah, but I'm not you. No, you're not. Clear the halls. That's what I want. And and what's so great about it is is that if I met you in person, you wouldn't have the balls to come up and say that to me. Because I'd sock you in the fucking head. And probably deck you. What? I I have to uh, get rid of the wrap-up show. Because, (laughs) and I'll tell you why. The purpose of the rapper show is not to sit there and criticize me. Whatever I'm doing is so that everyone here can make a living. I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a fighter, so... Because I'm, I, I'm, I, I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to it, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour of broadcast. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. I said earlier I thought it was kind of weird that Jerry still dyes his hair. Like, you know, when your head becomes that big and, you know, whatever. you got a little tuft of hair. you think the vanity would go out the window, but no. It's my mind, not my penis. <laughs> I have to train. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on training my penis. That's where I've been going wrong. That's why I lost half my money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my penis. <laughs> Train the mind. Which is what? You come up with Tzvi, Tzvi. They named me Tzvi. First of all, fuck you. My name is Howard. Why can't you just be Howard? Why do you have to have a separate name? I had to give you a Hebrew name. I see how it operates. Now instead, I'm not just the fan or the comic who sits in every once in a while. I see how the place really operates. I see, yeah, it really is all Howard's story. <laughs> you know what? That's my problem. That's why I'm not the psychiatrist. I always do that in social <laughs> situations. I go, let me see how I can make this about me. I'll tell a witty story. Meanwhile, I'm witty, too. I know it's less than last year. That's why that is not true. Yeah, well, yeah, I make less money than last year because I work three days a week, but I, I got a raise. And how do you figure I figure I looked at my paycheck, you fucker. I mean, Bob, you work four hours a day. Now down to three days a week, sometimes four days a week. We're working four days this week. All right. You read the paper, and you get half the stories wrong. So Now, how long are you going to keep the hair thing? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my uh, hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the You hair... think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. I don't want to be pranked ever. I prank no one else. Okay. Okay. I'm the prankster here, boy. This is my world. I'm just letting you get a taste of it. And when I pull you out of this world, it's torture. Welcome, folks, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me on this special edition is Raven and Bob. How are Raven and Bob? Sorry. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, doing good. Doing pretty good. Glad it's Friday for sure. 
long week. Yeah, Bob's doing his best to stave off the cold and Raven too. Um, I myself am awake, just barely getting up, but uh, we're ready for this one. And guys, this was a last minute. I wouldn't say last minute. Bob and I scheduled to record and Raven and I had scheduled to record. But after the Bob Saget non-eulogy that Wiggy gave, we thought, Immediately, we got to cover this right away and put it out because it's <laughs> such a fucking Bob's comment to me was he, he's he's almost the mask is almost completely gone. He makes no pretense at caring whatsoever. And uh, we thought we would just comp- compile all the um, Jimmy Kimmel cryings and the eulogies and, you know, and the shitty sort of <laughs> Howard behavior and put it all together, including the Saget <laughs> uh, day and then release that one. So bear with us. If you, if some of it gets edited on YouTube, we apologize in advance. Wiggy's MPD was really off the charts this week. Every, every comment was like, why is Bob such a great guy? Why, what are, what are, Jimmy's not going to have any tears left for me or, Ralph, who you wouldn't have your life if it wasn't for me. And like they were all trying to convey messages or stories about like all the great things that Bob Saget did. So pay attention to how upset Wiggy gets at all of the nice things that people have to say about Bob Saget. So all week, that's like three (laughs) days worth of shows of him being pissed off because Bob Saget was a nice guy and people have good stories to remember him by. The yeah, the treatment of Bob Saget was like uh, he was just a piece. He was just a piece of shit. He had nothing to do with the show. He couldn't remember what days he was on or how many days he was on. He couldn't think of the association with Norm and Artie doing the movie together and having been, you know, like there had Saget roast and having been connected for so many years and uh, having been a guest. On so many years. It's actually staggering when you see how many visits he's done. But we're going to go back in time and we're going to play first from uh, September 15th, 2003. He's goofing on Jimmy Kimmel for crying over John Ritter, who was that was a bit of a shock for a lot of people because he was really young. Uh, Let's start with that. (laughs) Wait, you want to laugh? Hold on, I'm going to play a piece of tape. This is from Jimmy Kimmel. On uh, Friday night from his TV show. He made a big deal. Hold it. Hold it. Just listen. And finally, we lost uh, two great entertainers last night. Johnny Cash, who was not only a great singer and songwriter, but um, he was uh, um, a big, sad, funny, uh, tough guy all at once. And there's not a lot of people you can say it about. And um, John Ritter, who was not only a great and funny actor. Okay, a little more. But um, I think uh, one of the nicest guys that uh, I knew I was going to do this that uh, we've had around here. And um, it's sad for everyone here at uh, at ABC, and I think everyone. Um, I know Howard Stern's going to play this and make fun of me, but uh, <laughs> but he was a, a very funny guy, and he was a great dramatic actor too. Wow. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I think Jimmy was John Ritter's lover. Okay, a little more, guys. It's going to come out in the paper. I know, he, was, he, had, he was on something called The Man Show, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, they took him off. The Woman Show. <laughs> the Man Show. Okay, now here's the thing. Uh, with that particular clip, that is one minute from a good 15 minutes, 20 minutes even, where he said, I don't even know if John, I don't even know if he was that good of a guy. I don't understand all this outroar. Like, if I really wanted to make him, uh, Wiggy, sound like shit, I would have played the whole thing, but we just don't have time to play all those clips. I wanted to give just a taste of how, um, I guess, insensitive, but at that time, that's what we expected from him. 
And to be fair, Bob and I were talking about this. Jimmy's shtick is crying, and we're not trying to mock him for being a human and having emotions about people passing away. It's natural, except Wig. And back at back then, we thought, okay, he's busting balls, whatever. But I don't know. What's your take, you guys, so far? I can't remember what, where we I- were in 2003. Raven? So my question is, when did the bromance begin with uh, Jimmy and Wiggy? How far back does it go where they're writing each other and the parties that he used to have for him? I mean, I'm having a hard time remembering how far back that goes. But the fact that Jimmy knew he was going to get made fun of on Stern leads me to believe that they were probably in communication with each other at some point along here. He had filled in for Get Jackie's Job, Win Jackie's Job. He did a couple of appearances during that time when it was they were testing everybody. And they go back from the man show and him and Corolla would um, – they would call in at least every so often and he would acknowledge Howard as a big influence back in the day. Then he started dating at that time Sarah Silverman and she'd be on the show and then there would be the connection like, oh, how's Jimmy doing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And because he knew that Jimmy was you know, a late night guy, but he was in the sort of Conan O'Brien time slot, like later, you know, 12 o'clock, whatever, 1230 – and but it's still it's connection, right? Then eventually it goes to mm-hmm. okay, where's Sarah? Sarah gets kind of pushed out because she doesn't have a talk show, but Jimmy does, and they're not dating. So yeah. it go it falls in line with everything Bob said over the last however long, how many NBD shows that the discard, if he can't get a use out of you, you're not good to him. What's the point? And then Sarah would mm-hmm. come in and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have seen any of her projects that she's trying to plug. Even though she gave him, (laughs) you know, advance notice and here's a copy of my movie. And he goes, I didn't see it. And she was fucking pissed. Yeah. And Jimmy's building all these friendships now with the A-listers in Hollywood. And he smartens up pretty quick where he starts throwing, you know, parties at his house and having, you know, bromances with like Matt Damon, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So obviously Wiggy smelled a connection there that he could use mm-hmm. and latched on to him. And then, the, you know, now he claims he's his best friend. So I'd like to hear what Jimmy thinks about who his best friend is. <clears throat> What'll be interesting about doing it in this way is, as you mentioned, I kind of said that his mask has slipped. We can kind of see the evolution starting here where he's sending signals to Jimmy that he's unhappy about it in a very Mm -hmm. indirect, playful way. And then it starts getting more direct and then it starts getting more direct. And then finally in the Bob Saget days, he just goes, why are you crying for (laughs) You know what I mean? Like here, he's just kind of giving some playful smoke signals, but he's not happy about it. Right. And then I guess we'll kind of see over the clips of this, how it becomes more direct. Yeah. Resulting in, you know, what I heard the last week where he's just, why are you crying over him? He didn't. I did stuff, you know, like he's not even hiding it. <laughs> Guys, he's not even good. indirectly saying anything. It's brutal. It's beyond brutal. Uh, the next one is uh, from 2017, April or so. Uh, Don Rickles passing. And it's a short clip. Because he was uh, youthful and funny and sharp and generous. In all fairness, though, uh, Jimmy reacted the same way when Cecil the Lion was killed. 
if you remember. So Well, that's the thing. I yeah. was like, he has to cry for Don Rickles because <laughs> he, he cries for people he doesn't even know. In fact, I have to point out, guys, uh, Jimmy's Uncle Frank died somewhere around 2011, and I did have that clip, but then I decided in order to really take that one in, you had to give the full 10-minute thing, and I just I couldn't justify putting it in. But he did give him shit about that as well, uh, and that he made jokes, oh, he hired his family or whatever, and, and it was it was kind of stupid. Uh, but again, it would it it would go to Bob's point that um, he didn't get the understanding of <laughs> humans do this sometimes. They cry. Humans mm-hmm. do. So uh, mm-hmm. let's play a little sure. bit more of that. Jimmy, if you hadn't <laughs> cried for Don Rickles, I would have been really upset that you cried for Cecil the Lion. And, right. Uh, yeah. Well, I told Jimmy that's why you should never befriend anyone in their 80s. Because uh, they're going to disappoint you. <laughs> you're going to end up on TV crying. But I'll tell you, when I die, Jimmy better blow himself up on the air. <laughs> That's right. He right. should actually die and throw himself in your coffin. That's right. And bury, be buried with me in the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So there, there's more of the same Lovely. stuff. Whoa. You hear? Yeah. Again, again, though, he, he's... He's getting a little bit more direct here and he's almost using like a caricature like you better blow yourself up like he's addressing like he's bringing himself into it now. He didn't mention it before, but now he's bringing in when I die because that's what he was thinking the previous time. Mm -hmm. But now he's being a little bit more. You better blow yourself like he's he's joking, you know, but he's not fucking joking. No, but now he's bringing himself Mm -mm. into this picture. You know what? Honestly, I, I don't I don't follow Jimmy Kimmel. I don't really think he's being that much of a ham on these he's getting choked up you know i mean don rickles is a guy that blazed a path for a lot of these comedians and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of respect that goes out i don't really think it's sad crying for cecil the lion sure that's fucking goofy but it is yeah i don't really think i don't really think this is that goofy on jimmy's part i mean no this guy did a lot for their profession and He's a respected guy, and he didn't really compromise on what he did. And but they had a friendship you know, you as well. That's the, that. that's, sure. that's the key thing yeah. that's being missed here by by King Baby. And the truth is, um, with uh, and we're and I have to put out this disclaimer because Raven was concerned about this the other day. We are not shitting on Jimmy for crying. We're shitting on Wiggies. The whole point is, and I shouldn't have to explain this, but I might have to for some nudniks out there. Uh, we're not fucking on Jimmy. We're fucking on Howard for being an insensitive piece of shit and also being all pure NPD and thinking these deaths are about him, which is what he right. he made he made Saget's death about him in record time. It was the turnaround uh-huh. was not even there wasn't even like an afterthought, like maybe I should be somber first and uh, go into it. And yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. He didn't like, even <laughs> he didn't even pretend he didn't even go through the the motions that he learned yeah. in whatever bullshit psychotherapies. Right. And he didn't even go through that. He didn't even bother. He was completely unmoved. Yeah. And it was exactly. about him. Right. Now, so the next one is from the same year, 2017, I believe, and Jimmy's a newborn baby with his wife, Molly. Um, at the time, uh, they're still married. But he, the kid had, had suffered some kind of problem upon birth where he had to have heart surgery. And, um, and of course, Wiggy was going out to L.A., and there was, of course, going to be a thing where he goes out to meet them, but of course, didn't happen because of the emergency. And these are the clips from that day. Uh, number one, you're in my thoughts and prayers, whatever. 
<laughs> and I got the vibe that I was going to call Jimmy right then and there, but he basically said in the email, "Don't call me right now." I've, I, you know, I'm I'm up to my uh, up to my ears in problems. So I uh, I waited. I just wrote him back. You know, I, I, you know, you're in my thoughts and my prayers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I clipped it. I typed it out. It's still funny. Wow. <laughs> Um, he, sorry for the sorry for the know, hiss, guys. That's the best quality I could get. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Bob. If I could, I when when he did when the original Bob Saget death happened, I got a full episode sent to me. Yeah. I haven't listened to a full episode of this fucking guy, and <laughs> I don't know how long. But it, you know, this is this, what what you just play is kind of a microcosm of it. But yeah. I feel like if he's not trashing someone, or it's not about him, he literally doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah, he just it just ends. Of uh, thought about his daughter, or whatever. I, I think that's what you say. Like he he just doesn't know how to. It just ends there. It's just not. <laughs> On top of, of two things. <laughs> on top of that, it just occurred to me when Sagan had died. People typically, when someone famous dies, you'd expect to go tune tune into Stern that morning and see what he says. And when he says it, he went through fifty minutes of that bagel shit and uh, oh, didn't mention man. Bob. Like Bob was secondary to bread. You know. Yeah. He took see his Unless, death well, was second fiddle to fucking bagel bit. Yeah. I, I want to say something about that real quick. Um, that thing, it was a no story. Nothing happened. One no. guy may have unwrapped Ronnie's bagel or something. <laughs> so I'm I'm listening to this thing. It's going on and on and on. 15 minutes goes by. And I remember I'm, I'm in a way in, in a kind of a sadomasochistic way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to endure this episode. You know, I'm going to. <laughs> take this shit on i send a message to raven i go how how is he still going on about this bagel story that a guy maybe touched ronnie's bagel like 10 years ago or i don't even know when it happened and raven writes me back she goes skip to 50 minutes <laughs> <laughs> she goes that goes on was- for 50 minutes yeah. And I'm sitting in my mind and I'm thinking, I don't want to miss any of this because, uh, you know, I'm excited to hear about oh. this thing. And so I gave it another 10, five minutes. I don't even know. And I just skipped to 50 minutes. Yeah. OK. Yeah. When I got there, I'm listening to it and intuitively I hear it. I'm like, I really didn't miss anything. <laughs> like I can intuitively <laughs> tell. Nothing happened in the story. No. Like, we're no. at the same point that we yep. were at when Raven told me to skip it. 40 minutes later, it is the exact same thing. There's been no peak. There's been no, no new details. Like, oh, my God. I Nothing. couldn't believe it, man. It, it, it was, was it a zero was... story. Nothing happened. Yeah, Raven. <clears throat> well, I'm looking back over my notes, and... The bagel story was Tuesday. Bob Saget, the first day back mm. Monday was the beginning of the eulogy. Right. Tuesday was a continuation of it. Right. So oh. on Monday, he did Sydney, Sydney Poitier and 
John Madden and then Bob Saget. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So, but it wasn't. Yeah, but, but Tuesday but the, was the day that he that the bat signals were going out for Bob because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the MPD was off the charts that day, and everybody's like, "Bob, are you live? Are you listening to this? Yeah, you got to hear this." Yeah. And it was like just everybody was put. Everybody was begging for you because he was so ridiculous that day. I mean, Monday yeah. was a warm up yeah. for that, but yeah. Tuesday was atrocious <laughs> it it made me hate him more if that's possible he's he is just he's such an asshole such a whiny bitch about and even shit. On the, i can't even, i can't even, even tell on the you. wednesday even the wednesday bob's fucking asshole had to be fucking he had to be fucked a couple times his corpse uh in yep. in you know in in absentia because um for whatever reason, I only clipped, I think, one, and I don't know if I'll play it or not because, we, we, like I said, a lot of clips. So this next clip is called Where's My Party, You Fuck? And then Beth and I were sitting there going, hey, maybe we should cheer him up. And I had this thought where I would go over to his house, take a picture of myself in front of the house and say, you fuck, where is my party? Thinking that would cheer him up, you know. And then I thought about it. I go, well, maybe it wouldn't cheer him up. And there's just crickets in there. Fred's not laughing. Robin's not laughing. Mm -mm. She's paid to laugh, and she's not laughing. So his lazy ass didn't have to take the picture because he was going to talk about it on the air. So talking about it on the air is just as bad as doing that. Absolutely. And and saying that to Jimmy. It's oh, the same yeah. thing as just his lazy ass didn't make it over to his house to actually take the picture. No. And then, and, then, and then he can't get away with it. He explains later how he actually did tell Jimmy over the phone. I thought it was funny that here I was in L.A. and I was all I was worried about is my party. You understand, Benny? I got you. Yeah, that uh, would that if, that if you were going through that, would that cheer you up or would that make you like, oh, why is he bothering me with this? And and the caller was being an idiot and said, oh, it was probably back office staff or anyway, because, well, if I knew it was right. coming from you, it might cheer me up. Yeah, right. Uh, it might make you reach out and fucking strangle them. But that is leading us up to number three, reach out and fuck someone. Enough waiting around. I called him. And I did tell him I was outside his house and I was pissed that I didn't have a party. <laughs> and he did think that was funny. He did. No, he didn't. He liked that. Mm -mm. And uh, yeah, and then I spoke to him and of course I uh, reached out and, you know, there isn't much he can say. It's a very, uh, it's just a very sad thing. And <laughs> he sounds broken up about it. Oh Bob, I, I want your comments on this next one. It's called me, 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 me. I'm good at plus I'm good at keeping a secret. I forgot this even happened, but he had to make this about him yet again. <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, uh, when Jimmy was telling me what was going on with the baby, I immediately got nervous that okay, here we go. This news would come out like in the National Enquirer or something, and they'd blame me. <laughs> you know, and I was I was so relieved that Jimmy went on the air and discussed it last night. Uh, thank God, because you know I, I don't even like when people give me inside information, <laughs> because who's the first person you look at? <laughs> Yeah. Me. Who leaked it? You. Yeah, yeah, right away. It's me. I was great. I, I first of all, I was on good at keeping a secret. I am. I, I've learned how to do that. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. No, Raven, shoot. I'm trying to compute what just happened there. So, he, he, go, yeah. go ahead, Raven. Yeah, Raven, please. Yeah. He, well, he's, he makes a statement. There's crickets. He stammers through more statements. And then Robin finally is like, yeah, you're good. 
you're good at that. Like a big ball wash for him. Yeah. But the whole thing was, you know, that he was glad that the thing about Jimmy's baby came out. And what got me in the last clip that I wanted to mention was Wiggy hates kids. Oh, so yeah. now a kid's fucking up his party. It just adds more ammo mm -hmm. for him to hate kids even more. Yeah. And he has not mentioned his new grandbaby. He no. has, you know, there's pictures on Facebook floating around. I'm not posting any of that stuff because that's not what we do. Right. But he has not acknowledged that he is a grandfather yet. Go ahead, Bob. So yeah. what, what the, the story is he went to go see Jimmy Jimmy lost a kid. Is Didn't lose right? a kid. The kid. The kid. The kid got was was had a birth defect basically and had to have an operation. His heart. Okay. There was some problem with his heart. So open heart surgery on a newborn. Okay. And he'd already planned he was coming out. So the the trip was going to happen no matter what. But usually when he goes out there, Jimmy kisses his ass, tells him to come to the house, probably has him at the house. And they stay there and they get drunk like whatever. Wiggy has his six almonds and, and there's that's Bob's your uncle. Strong. But in this case, he, you know, so he's not going to not go to L.A. because he's already paid for the ticket. There's no way he's leaving that fucking uh, that that ticket un, unused. And so he goes. Uh -huh. And it's basically he's saying it's a wasted trip now because of the kid. Like I could, I've got a daughter yeah, I mean, in the in the Bay Area, I think in San Francisco. I'm gonna go see her, of course. But the daughter's probably gonna get a day, if that, probably like a half mm -hmm. a day. And well, yeah, and he's the gonna be Jimmy Kimmel's. Yeah, go ahead. He should have just shut the fuck up about it. Of course, he shouldn't have said a single fucking thing about the entire incident. Well, you unless know, it was to say, serious? unless it was to say something sympathetic to the about the kid. Exactly. Yeah, but no. Say yeah, my heart goes out to Jimmy. Uh, it's horrible. The story didn't get a party. I, he would have thought I leaked it. He's not thinking about that. He's not thinking about you. No. Shut the fuck up about the whole thing. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, just uh, you know, no. I noticed here he doesn't even mention Molly. No, Molly just gave birth to a baby that's in the ICU and is in a life or death situation. So it's not it's just Jimmy. He cares about Fuck yeah. Molly. Yeah, he's got God tunnel forbid, vision. You know, we don't know that Molly's OK. We hope. But it's just another, you know, he, yeah. he is Family a special kind about. of asshole. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, what's Molly going to do for him? Right. Yeah. So the next one is called Holy Fucking Dead Air Batman. But anyway, upsetting news. But but the good news is that uh, Jimmy and Molly are great. The baby's doing great. And uh, that's it. I mean, what can I tell you? That's right. Nice. So. Good job, Rob. Good job, Robin. What can I tell you? <laughs> that was that. That was his wow. I mean, what, what do you say to that? I wouldn't know what to say to that either. Well, mm. the last clip of the day is called, but enough about me. Let's talk about me, if that's okay with me. So of course, <laughs> I've reached out. That was his question. Did you reach out to Jimmy? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm a great friend. But Beth Fantastic. and I had a big discussion about at what point should we reach out? Because Jimmy was saying, don't reach out. But we reached out it's anyway. A, it's a trying time. Lots are go is going on. Well, it was sort of like an email they had composed for people who he felt close to in life. And I, right. I decided yeah. that the not reaching out was for other people that he'd want me to reach out. He, okay, hold on, guys. Let's, a little bit more. He didn't mean you. He didn't mean me. <laughs> when he said don't reach out, I was like, 
Of course, that applies to these other people on the email. Everyone wants me to reach out. In times of crisis, people want to hear from me and absolutely and be comforted. The first person right. you want to hear from. First person you want to hear from is me. <laughs> rules fuck. don't apply to him. He's special. No. Not rules of conduct and etiquette and certainly human mm -hmm. interaction. No way. Um, mm -mm. Because eventually yeah, we're going to cover the Gary's Dinner Party saga. And that one's oh, one of my yes. favorites <laughs> because everybody was lined up against him. Yeah. Um, the next one is from... 2020, oh God, let me just say it, 2020, February 25th, Kobe Bryant's passing, and Jimmy cried about that, and Wiggy was annoyed about that as well. Uh, let's just play a little bit of that. Oh, where's Michael? Michael, hi. Hey, what's up, Howard? Hey. Hey, you got to tell your boy to get his shit together. It's embarrassing him crying on like that. It's an underrated rule that at a black funeral, he can't be crying more than the widow. It's a fact. <laughs> Are you black? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm black, and it's embarrassing. So, uh, I mean, he, he needs to stop. He's got to stop now. And that, to me, sounds like a total back-office caller. We've used this clip before. We played it at the time when we did our breakdown mm -hmm. then, and then we used it again in a similar, in a in a NPD episode with Bob before, because you wanted to bring it up. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, that yeah. sounds like, to me, that was just the uh, the rudder. The staffer was the rudder to go down that path. And again, he didn't have to take that hit. I think this clip or what he's going to say right here is one of the first times that I did an episode with QF mm -hmm. after hearing this. Is he, does he have any tears left for me if mm -hmm. I call? That's what's going to come into it. Yep. Uh, you guys are being a little. I mean, I, I just don't think there's any more room for Jimmy to cry anymore. At my How could he have more tears? Right. He, he cried all of his tears out. I mean, when Jimmy was growing up, I entertained him on the radio. Well, I guess maybe he went to a lot of Kobe's games and it was in Vegas. I can only imagine yeah, how right? painful this is for them. Okay, a little more. I don't think any of us could have imagined this. <laughs> Everywhere you go, <laughs> you see his face, his number. <laughs> all right, all right. It's funny. Th th what's pissing him off there is he's got. And when I said this before, he's getting a laugh using the jokey laugh, j look, using the Jackie laugh, and that's pissing him off. That Jackie's getting the credit for it, in you know, not while well, not being right. there. And he's and he's and it is funny because that's what the show would have been like twenty years earlier. And Kobe Bryant is less uh, mock. It's less. It's more mockable because. It doesn't seem there was no connection between Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Kobe Bryant. Don Rickles and him were friends. There's no way him and Kobe were friends. Well, yeah, the again, Don though, makes more sense. You know this this evolution though. It's starting to get more direct, mm -hmm. more sadistic, more controlling. You know, as as we keep going along the Jimmy crying sagas, and yeah, I don't know what his relationship was like with Kobe. I, I have no idea, but Howard's clearly uh, starting to get more aggressive, starting to get more just controlling. They're saying, yeah. how many tears do you have in there? Yeah. You know, what the fuck kind of a statement is that? I've, and and possessive, you know. Uh, right? Yeah, very much so, yeah. Wiggy likes to think of himself as the puppet master. Mm -hmm. So his MPD can only control so much or 
he can only control so much, but his MPD wants to control much more. And by oh, telling yeah. Jimmy that he's not going to have tears for him is sending a message. It's passive aggressive to Jimmy, like, hey, fuckhead, you know, you don't act like this around me. You never get choked up about me or anything or anything I tell you. So he he just can't comprehend that yeah. Jimmy might care about other people besides him. That's correct. Or anybody yeah, for that matter. Emotion, emotional censorship. This is something that you see with them very frequently. <clears throat> While emotional censorship is basically dictating how you react and your emotional response and any kind of scenario. So, you know, whatever your mother dies, your father dies, a narcissist will look at that. And even if you start crying, whatever kind of response you have, they're going to censor the way that you're ah, don't cry so much. Don't do this so much. Don't they, oh, they censor the they censor your response. Right. And and he talks about his own mom doing that to him. And that oh, that yeah. is really uh, uh, consistent when you have a narcissistic parent. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of this. It, it's almost like we're getting a look into like even if you look at the, how how peripheral they are. You know, Jimmy is a friend. He's not a friend the way that probably we have friends. You know, no. where we actually talk to them regularly or we see them, they actually mm -hmm. know us. This is kind of a industry friend, someone yeah. on the periphery, very surface. And you can even see on this level, the this is kind of how the cycle of abuse starts, starting to control his response to other people, control how he feels about other people, start to address that their attention needs to be more focused on them. It's yep. it's sort of like a bird's eye view into how an abusive relationship starts. So if he's doing this with Jimmy at this mm -hmm. distant of a dis, you know distant of a plane. Imagine what he's doing to Beth or his children to other people in his life and right. his children, Ralph. You know, people that are close to him, people that are in partnerships <laughs> with him. Um, yeah, I mean that's a striking thing here. I don't know. Obviously, this is bizarre. You know, and if you want to make fun of the fact that Jimmy probably didn't know Kobe that well or he cries easily, easily, yeah. you know, that's a whole separate issue. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't know how well he knew him. Who knows? I mean, even with Kobe, he was an influential guy, inspired a lot of people. I don't really feel much towards him, you know, yeah. but um, I don't know. Well, I, I can kind of get where Jimmy's coming from to a certain extent again. Okay, well, let, let me throw this out. Raven, I'll ask you right out. Uh, okay. Name, name a or any celebrities you've cried whose passings moved you so much that you shed tears. Oh, jeez. Sports, TV, movies, um, anything. Christ, maybe Kurt Cobain back in 94. Okay. I, I, but not really. Like, I was, I was more angry that I wasn't going to get more of his music back then. Mm -hmm. um, um, if if anybody mm -hmm. okay, if, if nothing comes to mind, what about you, Bob? There's only been two celebrity deaths that really kind of hit home for me. One mm -hmm. was when Patrice O'Neill died, and the second there was a producer out of uh, Detroit named Jay. He went by JD Jay Dilla, real name James Yancey. 
when he died, you know, those were the only two that really affected me. I can't say I've been really too too affected by too many celebrity deaths personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the the point I'm trying to make is that it it can happen. It does happen. It's because the if the the artists, whether whatever the 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 whatever the occupation, they've done something to move people. Then then they've successfully transferred whatever they were trying to communicate in their art, movies, music, whatever it is. Right. And you you felt personal personally touched by whatever it was they yeah. made, then it's a success. Like it's a successful yeah. relationship between um, patron and, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the, whatever the art is. And in this case, like for me, Harold Ramis, I shed a couple tears cause I loved all of his movies and I loved, I loved uh, SCTV and I was a huge fan. And um, John Candy hit hard. I didn't cry, but I was uh, 19 and it was mm. a couple weeks after my birthday and, and uh, loved, any of the SCTV cast would, would make me almost in, in tears, but definitely um, Rickles to the point where I had a sister-in-law call me and say, are you, how are you doing about this? Because, and I'm like, it's not like my family. And then she, but she still knew how much he meant to me. So it does happen. It can happen. Yeah. But for Howard, I don't even think when his parents die, he'll cry. No, it's no. going to be a hassle and a pain He's in the not ass. capable of it. That's right. So even Ray, who he's so tied he, into he the might, room, he might say it. Yeah, yeah, he might say it, right. but he doesn't feel it. Right. And we've got loads of those clips, guys, that we'll throw together that you may not have already heard, where he says, "Like I wish I could be tied in and have that emotion. I just uh, need to pull those out." Gigi's face, Gigi's number, everywhere at every intersection. There are hundreds of murals painted by artists who... And by the way, he's crying at the actual funeral. He's doing the ceremony. It's not like he's on the air on his TV show crying yeah. about it. So he's also feeling that okay. whatever emotions right. in the room. So, I mean, it makes more sense. Yeah, Raven? Sure. I, I just want to give people who, you know, get emotional about people dying, uh, like Jimmy in this situation. I don't know what his history is with family loss. So maybe it triggers, <clears throat> excuse me, triggers something in him that he lost somebody close to him and never quite grieved that fully. And maybe that is where the tears are coming from. But I'm not, I guess I'm giving him a pass here, but the Cecil thing, I don't get this Kobe thing. Kobe had a wife and a daughter. So being a family man, Jimmy might relate to them being left Lose. behind. Yeah. Losing him. Right. But, you know, as far as sure. Kobe goes, I I was not a Kobe fan. Kobe was from my area. I heard a lot of s stories about him that just turned me off. So, yeah, I don't want to get yeah. into a whole thing on that. But yeah. let's just yeah. say for Jimmy, I'm just giving him a pass that maybe he's got something in life that he never fully grieved. And that's why these <clears> tears <throat> come so easy for him. Richard Christie sure. has the same thing, too, for some yeah, odd he, reason. <laughs> he cries all the time. Yeah. Watching but, watching interview with the vampire. <laughs> You know, some well, people yeah, are I think just when that you, way. I think when you have the ability, I think when you have the ability to be inspired and moved and emotional, what uh, Howard lacks completely yeah. on every level, yeah, uh, I think you kind of get it a little bit more for sure. Yeah, Beth and I were watching. I said, "You think Jimmy has any tears left for me?" Do you think Jimmy has that thing where? You know, he says he's not going to cry, 
And then when he goes out there, he's just overwhelmed and he has to cry anyway. Or he knows he's going to cry. What's going on here? We need him to come in and discuss (laughs) it with us. But he got a lot of um, television attention. I saw him on all the channels of the news. Like, so this is what he's focusing on. Not the fact that, not just the fact that the guy's crying or emotional at a service the way people would be at a fucking funeral or a mass or a memorial. The fact that he's getting press out of it. That's what's getting something on his mind. I think right. that's mm-hmm. very, I think Good that's point. more, I think that's very telling as well. So I'll play a little more. Oh, absolutely. And that's most important. Well, the whole thing was going to be on the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking about when they do highlights. Oh, he made the highlight reel. Yeah. Maybe the crying was for that. Well, yeah, because I think everyone was kind of like, even, you know, the anchor people on the news are like, I didn't know he was friends with Kobe Bryant. From there on, guys, we're going to go to January 10th, which was the Monday, and there was about 10 clips that Raven picked, and I'm going to use about nine, eight or nine of them, because on the day of, there's a whole bunch more. The first one is called, I Need a Celeb to Inform Me of Deaths. Actually, no, I'm going to play number two first, because I think I made a, a fuck up here. Pat Monahan is my obituary tutor. Um, last night, I learned um, from uh, Pat Monahan from Train. That Bob Saget had died. He was the first one you to contact me. You learned it from me. Pat? Pat Monaghan of Train emailed me immediately. I had no idea that Bob Saget, the comedian, had died. Well, I saw and, it first um, sometime last evening. So it ha- and I, Okay, go ahead, Bob. Oh, can we turn the fucking Rob Zombie bullshit off <laughs> while we talk about this? <laughs> no. No. It's a fucking <laughs> headache. I hate this song. Any I shit. fucking hate whatever this bullshit is. Yeah. Just turn it off. This song. But yeah, he of course he has to throw in a celebrity, told him about another celebrity. Right. Who cares? Nope. What I also train. Think is, uh, yeah, exactly. Pat Monahan <laughs> had to tell me about it. Joke. Here's the thing. So is is it a case of I don't know. This is we have no way of knowing this. But if I'm Pat Monahan, I'm messaging him, thinking he's going to want to know about this. So how stupid is Pat not to know that this guy doesn't give a fuck about anybody? It was just saying Pat got his name mentioned on the show, so it did work for him. He got some supply in the MPD uh, arena. Maybe you're right, Bob. I just I wonder if it was just like a mass text or like a mass uh, email. That could very post. Yeah, that could very well be. Doesn't realize that isn't to him. (laughs) He was cc'd. (laughs) That would fit. (laughs) He told me directly. (laughs) Yeah, with twenty other people or whatever in a mass. It's it's possible. It's possible. Haven't been announced earlier. Just when the day. Just when everyone was. I mean, I, I would say. Okay, next one. Um, yeah, so that's Madden, and that brings us to Bob Saget. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I said I had a celebrity tell break the news to me that Bob Saget had died. Um, he, is Pat that a Monahan, big deal to you? Yes, I don't like to just find out that you know, <laughs> Pat Monahan. I, I must have been, I think Pat Monahan contacted me almost within three minutes of- so again this is him basically ass fucking uh, Saget's corpse because he's not he's not important enough you know how he does that thing about that guy that guy over there that can't remember his name that with that way of reducing someone it's the same mm-hmm. thing 
I, he's not yeah. important enough for me to check out BBC.com or, you know, Al Jazeera or fucking MCSM, MSNBC and see, because they all do that. There's a blurb on every one of those apps, those news apps. They come up on your phone. Google Alerts will do it. Or, you know, the, they do project it if you're into, and if you're into entertainment, as he is, um, it would come up thinking you want to hear about that news. So I think it's all bullshit. He knew about it and he just needed to fucking throw some names out there. I, I, it's just, it's, it's disingenuous. I yeah. Agree. It's him star fucking again. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. He, you know, Pat Monahan is the swarthy twink type that wig likes. Big time. And because he has some sort of talent and is relevant, he can still use him, you know, for coming onto the show or getting into parties or concerts, but he's never going out of the house. So, I don't know what use people really have for him in that capacity anymore oh, other than being used on his show. But I again, I think he's got a crush on um, <laughs> Pat. Pat. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's his type. Uh, let's continue. Bob Saget's death. I don't think Bob Saget had Bob Saget wasn't even cold yet. But the, <laughs> Pat Monahan said, you know, he hey. had to get right out. What did he text you or email you? Who knew email? Who knew? Who knew that Pat Monahan was close friends with uh, Bob Saget? But I didn't Saget, even know. Yeah, I didn't know that. And you yeah. know that he should be the first to tell you is pretty amazing. This is also a bit of a like fuck Pat, fuck Saget. Pat's mine. Like, what's this guy with this relationship with Saget? That's what that sounds like to me. Like he's mine. Stay away from him, Bob. Right. Even in death. I don't know. What made Wiggy think that he that Pat was close with Bob? That's I mean, what I don't. That's Pat what I don't know. Pat probably got it off a of Google, a Google alert, and then sent it to him because he figured he could use it on a show, or he might want to start research or kiss well, his ass in some way, or get his name mentioned. Well, maybe he's presuming, and so on, and therefore I'm presuming as well. And you could be right. It could very well be one of those things where he like, well, God, Howard would want to know about this if he doesn't already. And he was just thinking literally on that level, not my I need my name mentioned. Uh, but if you were knowing, uh, knowing Saget the way most everybody does, the connection of Full House, wouldn't you as, as Howard be the, the first thing to do, call John Stamos and call you know, yes. Saget's kids or something, because you have all these numbers. You can easily get numbers of all these people if you want and just express your condolences. No, he's got to make he's got to make fun of it. Fucking prick. I wasn't super close to Bob Saget, but I was shocked to learn that Bob Saget was on our radio program 13 times. Did you realize that? Fucking idiot. I and then this is it leads us into the next clip. Don't expect me to get numbers <laughs> right. I didn't know it had been that many times. I knew he'd been on the show. Yeah. 13 times Bob Saget was on. Of wow. course, we knew, we knew him from Full House. We knew him, of course, from um, America's Funniest Videos. I think he was on yeah. there for at least four seasons. Maybe maybe as many as seven. I, let me see if I he can look it up. He was on there quite a while. <laughs> yeah, let me see. I thought he was quite good at that. I thought, you know, it's not that easy to host America's Funniest Home Videos. You know, at some point you kind of... Look yourself in the mirror and go, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But fucking idiot. Like, again, being reductive, Bob. Devalue a corpse of a guy that just died. Yeah, literally. Just fucking railing on him. Just as pure jealousy that he would host a show on TV that was beloved by people and watched for eight seasons. But he can't get that number yeah. right. He got he said 13 times, but it was actually 10. You'll yeah. see. You'll see. We're, we'll, I got it all clipped. Yeah. He's sitting here going. He did a good. 
Sorry. What am I doing with them with my life? What What are you talking about? The guy was a household name. He was on Completely. multiple major shows that we all that we all fucking know. That's what he was doing with his life. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> and he got he got a cush gig that Howard would have killed to do. Killed to do. Yeah. It. Uh, hey oh, Wiggy, what God, were you yeah. fucking doing? What was Wiggy fucking doing with his life on AGT? For however many seasons he was on there. Right. Until I mean, that was a cush job. He <laughs> fucked up. Like, uh, they, Saget explained in um, an early interview, like 98, I found it in my archives. I think that might have been the first time he was on the show. I could be wrong. And they asked, he asked him a little bit about um, America's Funny Stone Videos and why'd you leave the show? And he said, I was, I could, they could, they let me go. They, they decided not to renew my contract because they knew I wasn't happy there. Like I, I'd done my time, oh, I'd done boy. my years. You know, just wanted to move on, and so, he, like he, he was, that was him saying, you know, I want, I want out, you know, without having to say, like I quit. Just yeah, you guys figure it out for me. And Howard would have just sold all of his children to get on a show like that. Oh <laughs> yeah, Howard, Easy. Howard would have built a, he would have built a railroad with all of his fans' bodies to get to that job. <laughs> he would have ridden the whole thing there. <laughs> Believe me. Nice. <laughs> Great job with I it. I love Bob. Um, yeah. And this is odd. He, the, you know, you get to my age. The first thing I look at is what year was Bob Saget born? And he's dead in a hotel room in Orlando. <laughs> and of course, uh, I, I, I see 1956. He was born. I go, wait a second. Is he older or younger than me? You can't My, figure it out. When were you me, born, Howard? Well, listen, oh, let me Jesus. tell you about math. Honestly, that's, this is why we wanted you for this one. <laughs> you got to really, math is oh, no man. sort of maybe. You got to get the right answer. <laughs> There's no iffy kind. It's not like an English test where, you know, you can kind of bullshit your way through. So I see. I see. I had to sit there and do the math. I saw you he was did born the in 56. <laughs> I did the work. And at first, at first glance, I went. Oh, my God. I'm born in 54. So I go, oh, he's 56. That's a bigger number. So he's older than me. But uh, then I realized they tricked me. Oh, it's a trick man. question. <laughs> Anything, Bob? <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. 56 is a bigger number. So, he's older? <laughs> so a kid born in 2020 is older than me. <laughs> this this motherfucker is so out of touch. He's explaining math. What are we talking about? Like, what? What's the actual like span that we could be talking about? Ten years? I mean, no, two years. Single digits? Two. Uh, even two. if it, <laughs> I, I know it's. It wound up being two. Yeah. I didn't know. I have. I had no idea what Bob Saget's age was. But right. Wow, man, this is something. Even if. This is like some kind of stupid way of being funny for Wiggy. Right. It's ridiculous. No one's yeah. going to buy it. But right. but the thing is, we we actually kind of believe that he's being real about this number of thing. I don't know. And <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but this is the content we're getting. No, I this is the million dollar man. 
one of our fans, Mustafa Habibi, uh, who's uh, one of the first early QFers, by the way, God love you. He, he posted, he was listening to whatever, one episode of our 61 or something like that. And he said, you have to change his number to 49. I think 79 is far too generous. And after hearing a clip like this, whether he think whether he's that stupid or he thinks it's funny, I agree with Mustafa. It's, it, it is beyond dumb to just go on Pathetic. like this. Yeah. I and so, think so. I wanted to bring it up um, from the the episode I listened to. <laughs> He's talking about he used to chew on furniture as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then he brought up that he he said it was because he was hungry for love. I'm just sitting here thinking I have never read that in any fucking psychology. That is just a dumb kid. No. And just, then I thought in my mind we need to knock him down a few IQ points. But yeah. Anyways, we have too much yeah, invested in 79, so we might have to we have to keep that one yeah. for a while. Just to be honest, that furniture story came up a couple month, two months ago, maybe back in December. But before that, we have never heard it. Nobody remembers that story. No, it's a brand new one. He must have come up with that for the therapist or something. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep, keep going. Keep going. We got too much. That's right. He chews different. He, I think he chews on furniture. I think he chews on furniture now. I think it's a new thing. Well, I think he, he, that he does in his personal life. The only wood he chooses is Ralph's right now. Number four, Wiggy's death math. Means I'm two years <laughs> older. I I know it's That's tricky. Right. Yes, yes. Once I figured that part out, then I said, okay, okay. He was sixty-five years old, and it freaked me out, man. This is the math you do when you're uh, getting older. Right. What, you start, this is, uh, what was his age? Everything is, what was his age? How old was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's dropping dead now. Everybody's dropping. That's what you think about. Not, ah, that's too bad. Poor, poor guy. Fucking, fucking, just nope. what a shithead. And then, I never would have predicted that Bob's. He did this that? math. Yes, he did. He did this math. This is yeah. not a bit. He did no, the math. Right, exactly. Well, he, he forgot did, what year he was born. <laughs> Basic studies. <laughs> That's the reason why he, he had didn't to do know it. that someone born in 56 was younger than 54. I, I believe that. Yeah, I, do I, too, I don't yeah. think this is supposed to be funny at all. Yeah, Saget would die before my parents. Those two old crows, they're outliving everybody. God bless them. Knock on wood. He almost didn't outlive Betty White. I'm sure right. he was like, yeah, that was easy passing Betty, you know, having Betty White pass. Next clip is called Staff Corrects Math, guys. I remember. Actually, I don't remember. Aside, you know, I didn't remember Bob being on the show <laughs> 13 times. I remember him being on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What did he but, do all um, those 13 times? <laughs> I mean, what were we thinking? What was Bob busy doing? <laughs> One time, uh, the guys reminded me of this. He played Fred in Win Fred's Money. And Bob had the unique distinction of not getting one question right. <sighs> okay, let's keep going. <laughs> you know, Fred's impossible to beat. He's, he's a very knowledgeable guy, Fred. Right. Uh, Bob's, Bob Saget said, I'll play Fred. And he came in and lost. He, I, now, well, I don't know if he was kidding. <laughs> yeah, was that a joke? Yeah. But um, he was Raven back in in December when he was having technical problems and Wiggy was yelling at him and getting mad at him. 
Yeah. He complained that they were in the middle of revamping his setup. Yeah. In whatever stu- home studio he works in. Yeah. So if they're putting money into a new setup for him, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least, at the very Same. least, he's not until they find someone to, to be able to do his job. But they really don't need him anyway. Let's continue with that clip. Oh, Bob Saget hosted America's Funniest Home Videos for eight seasons, from nineteen ninety uh-huh. to ninety-seven. <laughs> from four to eight, that's amazing. I thought he yeah. did a great job with it, but I like Bob. Um, <laughs> I thought he did a great job. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> with my life on this show. That was a fucking turnaround <laughs> if I ever heard one. Christ's sake, flip flop. Yeah, flip flop. It's really weird. Oh, Saget was on our show ten times. Sorry, not thirteen. Someone <laughs> well, even 13. ten times. You don't remember ten times. I remember one time, and I remember that with difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say I'd be surprised if he remembers once. And this is a funny so, part. Yeah, go go ahead, Raven. Yeah. We agree. There's a script to the show with facts, wiki facts from. Oh yes. Uh, for from the staff for him to read. And my guess is this, that he has not gone to the eye doctor because Beth told him not to, by the way, not to risk it, to get a new prescription. But he's got cataracts. He's in a dark dungeon. He's got sunglasses on and he's reading a script and he's butchering all these numbers. Yeah. And he's I'm in the not dark. shocked at all. It makes it makes total maybe, sense to me. Maybe take the fucking sunglasses off, Corey Hart. And here's the thing. If I have a clip that I was just listening to yesterday going through them looking for ones that I could do with Deborah uh, for Patreon. And at one point he says, my eyesight is so bad. If you're in front of me, I can see you. But further, so he has, what, what's what's that when you can't see, uh, near? which one is nearsighted? When you can't see far away. Okay, so he's nearsighted and probably, I don't know, he might have fucking cataracts at this point. Have you seen him going down those stairs? It looks like... I don't know. <laughs> it looks like someone <laughs> trying to figure out which side of Everest they'll survive if they go down. <laughs> you know, like trying to get to base camp. And uh, we've got we got a number of them, not just the Ellen clip. I'm talking about stills from him going out, leaving restaurants over the years. TMZ got him on video leaving some restaurant. And again, he's stumbling down there like old man river. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, a bit this week about, Beth cutting his toenails and how <laughs> he was pissed off. Oh, yeah. He, oh my gosh, we'll clip it for I guess another time. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't Bob Saget related, so we couldn't no, waste right. time. But um, he's seven feet away basically from his toes, <laughs> so he can't bend over. He's not flexible. No. He can't see, and he's already admitted that he's butchered his feet in the past. By trying to cut his own nails and he's in pain for three days because he cuts them too close or he cuts the skin. Right. And yeah, he he can't see. He can't walk. I don't know how he claims to be doing the Peloton or taking four mile walks outside. None of that. It's not possible. He sits in a bed like a veal watching TV. I don't know. I believe the one where he went to the high school and tried to walk <laughs> on the track because it seems creepy enough for him. Uh, and he might have mustered up the strength. Yeah. You know, maybe he maybe he ate the last reserve of almonds he had and he managed to drag himself onto the track before they said, fuck off, call <laughs> fuck off, you know, <laughs> trench coat mafia. <laughs> uh, Bob, you said he's such a fucking baby. It's just we down should, to that. It could just be down to that. Well, yeah, when I when I heard the uh, toenail clipping <laughs> thing, um, I didn't understand why that was happening. I don't know. Did he have spine surgery? Like, why? 
and and I'm like sitting here like at some point if someone becomes so weak does mother nature just shut it down you know like just end this oh, life I wish like just 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 stop the heart his wife's cutting his nail and well the thing that was weird is they were like yeah we used to do it outside backyard and <laughs> and seeing this woman cutting my neighbor's toenails like what's wrong with them is is this did he have hip surgery like why is this fucking happening why probably, is he not cutting his own toenails they're probably vile as fuck i mean he just oh my you know God. I can't even imagine the fungi nails he's got there. They could probably cut glass if you clip them off eventually. Um, either way, that's a whole other episode. We'll call that one. I don't know what we'll call that one. Q-tips and toenails. But um, the next clip is called Wig Met Saget mm-hmm. Through Kimmel. Not, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. He met him through his show. He met him, oh. you said, back in 98? 98 was, was the Saget was on? Yeah, earliest appearance that, okay. I, that I could find on Mark's Friggin. Yeah, it that might was... be one even earlier still. Well, he again, Wiggy just makes up stories on the fly. Nothing's real. Right. Nothing right. is true. Everything is is said to suit him and whatever he needs in that moment. Yeah, That's of course. It. Yeah. But uh, he was a good guy. I think now, again, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think when Jimmy threw me one of those parties when I went into L.A. and yeah. Jimmy would have very graciously have celebrity type parties at his home. Jimmy was like, Kimble, hey, you don't, you don't know any celebrities. Come to my home. You'll have a real Hollywood experience. <laughs> I love that. Jimmy was just being condescending. You don't know anybody. So why don't you come here? I'll introduce you. <laughs> like the little kid in yeah. the new school, you know, like in grade two, going in like, oh, God, I don't have any friends. I left them all behind. So he's got to do this to this wigged fucking baby. Okay. So this is, let's just say, for example, that there was a formal introduction at a party. That makes perfect sense. But he had been on the show thousand, a bunch of times already at that point. There are a lot of celebrities that want to hang out with you. I go, really? Like yeah. who? And he goes, Bob Saget. And sure enough, I got there and I saw Bob Saget at Jimmy's house. <laughs> and I went, oh, so this is what Hollywood's like. You, <laughs> you go to Jimmy's house and Bob Saget's there. And I remember Bob Saget had a young, gorgeous girlfriend. I just think it's funny. He's like, oh, really? Like who? What celebrities want to hang with me? I I could just picture like a panic Jimmy Kimmel. Like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Can't you call your agent? And yeah. Uh, Bob Saget. He he wants to meet you. Like what a random celebrity. Right. To want to meet Howard. Uh, Oh, really? Bob Saget. You just listed one. Everybody had to kiss the ring at those parties. Yeah, well, Ruth Buzzy's on her way. Um, number okay, number. We, so we're going to skip the next one because basically <laughs> it talks about how he was. They were uh, they were divorced. Both the both divorced guys, and he, Bob was saying how horrible divorce is, but he had a hot chick on his arm. Well, if you get divorced, what do you think fucking happens afterwards? You try to you know work whatever magic you can. Um, the, so we'll go into the next one where it's called. I'm I was going to write Stamos, but I don't have time for that shit. Stamos tweeted out, of course, I was going to write Stamos last night, but I yeah, you know, didn't do that. He goes to quote, I am broken. I am gutted. I am in complete and utter shock. I would never, ever 
I will never, ever have another friend like him. You know what? He was reading that and it was written for him. He was reading that as if he was learning Spanish for the first time and trying to read a textbook. Like when, yeah. the, the, when he's talking about emotions, going, I will never, ever, ever have another friend like this one ever. Yes. Uh, yes. Sad. Go ahead, Howard. One mm -hmm. more time, please. You know, like the teacher giving him a, a yes, you did it. Go ahead. And so there's only a little bit more. I'll play it. Oh, nope. John. What about me? I love you so much, Bobby, he wrote. Look, you remember? Yeah, well, what about me? <laughs> Fuck Saget. What about mm -hmm. me? <laughs> Hence the title of this episode, guys. Um, Did he really <laughs> say that? I haven't yeah. heard that. He just said, what about me in the middle yeah, of I'll, reading I'll, that? I'll play, I'll, play this, I'll play it again. Stamos tweeted out, of course. I was going to write Stamos last night, but I, yeah, you know, I didn't listen. do that. He goes to quote, I am broken, I am gutted, I am in complete and utter shock. I would never, ever, I will never, ever have another friend like him. Oh, nope. John, what about me? I love you so much, Bobby, he wrote. Look, you remember? <laughs> yeah, I will. Oh his, his ultimate dream, his ultimate dream would be for himself to, to die, but still be alive to see all the people he's paid to mourn at his funeral. Yes. You know, because because you know, there's going to be there, there's going to be a stream of piss from his coffin to fucking Nebraska. And there's going to be it'll be like one of those trenches in World War One. That's how much piss there's going to be on his fucking grave. He won't have one. I'm sure he'll be cremated <laughs> you know and what? thrown into some fucking sidewalk um, somewhere. Yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> go ahead, Bob. I, I'll tell you this. When this guy dies in the year 3000, because he's going to fucking outlive <laughs> everyone because he's a Cockroach. goddamn demonic Vampire. skeleton yeah. but <clears throat> when he dies you won't I, and mark my words on this you won't see all this stuff howard did this blah 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 it was this kind of everyone's gonna romanticize his career no one's gonna actually talk about him i guarantee that's what's gonna fucking happen with him you're not gonna see the personal stories the personal outcry it's gonna be he was an amazing radio host he accomplished blah 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 you're not gonna see this stuff and i i think howard knows that to a certain degree i don't know if we no can get if we can get doug because they don't doug, exist if we can get doug goodstein on speed dial i might be able to turn that around <laughs> <laughs> uh so and scott and scott the engineer actually absolutely by that point the next one um the few times i was able to hang out with him aka 10 show appearances i like bob very nice guy the few times i was able to uh hang out with him so to speak just lovely and uh you know uh i was not a full house guy i don't know full house i was a little too old right. to be watching full but house yeah, but you were obsessing about the fucking underage Olsen twins. You didn't know about Full House, you fucking fraud. Uh, and he was sexualizing teens, guys, teens. Thank you. Saying they were going to be hot. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, number 10, last one. I don't know anything, but I'm dying. Fucking middle schoolers. But, uh, yeah. You know, look, who knows? Hey, evidently he was on some sort of comedy tour. Could have had COVID yeah. for all I know. I don't know. I, I was don't know talking would... to Jake this morning, and Jake had a friend who was just at the show. Yeah, there you go. They call those shows super spreaders. In any case, I uh, I don't know. I don't know what did him in, but... He needs to crowbar fucking COVID. Like, he got COVID and died yeah. immediately, you fucking prick. Come on. 
I'm picturing a Bob Saget alone on the road doing the comedy thing, kind of saying to himself, what the fuck am I doing, man? I'm on the road. Again, I'm on the road. Actually, he had, he he loved comedy. His podcast was all about having comedians in. Jesus Christ, there was nobody loved comedy more than Bob Saget. Nobody, and he was. And, and if and here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to fucking wax poetic about uh, Bob Saget because I was such a great fan. My point is. Bill Burr, some of the most cynical motherfuckers on the planet went out there and tweeted and put videos together of how much they thought of him. Like comedians are the darkest pricks yeah. on the planet. And they and they felt moved by this guy. Mm-hmm. Chances are he actually was that person, you know, as well as, you know, a divorced guy and his ex-wife might beg to differ and think he was a prick or whatever reasons. But I I have no reason to doubt all these people because he wasn't that big of a celebrity. He was known in the comedy world for sure. And he was known, you know, for something that's laughable, full house, but, um, they don't, no one's had his gun to fucking bill Burr's head and said, say nice things about Bob Saget. There's just no way they wanted to do that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. The, the way that Bob died and people have come forward and told these stories, Bill, I don't think Howard's going to get that same thing. God, I no. think the way that he's going to no. be remembered is his career. They're going to they're going to talk about his career. They're not going to talk about what a great guy he was the way that I did see Bill Burr talk about him or even Howard's best friend, Ralph, which I'm sure we're going <laughs> to Dr. Hear, but, Lou, you know, like I don't think <laughs> Howard's going to be remembered the same way. Like they're going to talk about all this shit that he sold us, not who he actually was. Right. You know, like. That's what I yeah. think his death is going to bring. But my my impression of Bob Saget really was, I think he was a good guy. I think he retired from Full House and he kind of came up with this shtick that I'm actually a dirty guy. Yeah. But I don't really think he was a dirty guy. I think that yeah, was like his whole thing. And that was the reason why I never really took to his whole thing because it just seemed like you know, when your dad swears in front of your friends and you're like, oh, you don't really fucking talk like that. And yeah, it's he tried to sell that. But I think he was actually just start, kind of an OK guy. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't perfect, but I don't think he was the scumbag that he tried to sell. And I don't even think he sold it very well, to be yeah. honest. I think he's probably a pretty good guy overall. Yeah. I think you'd rather have drinks with him than see his stand up. Yeah, like, I didn't I, sure. I didn't appreciate you know, his comedy at all. But I thought during in, doing interviews with people, he was actually he could keep things moving forward and he was a decent talker. But I never cared for his stand up. Raven. Yeah. Well, t- to go back to when Wiggy dies, I think his therapist will celebrate on a yacht out <laughs> in like the Bimini Islands. And I know myself, I'll be like. Yeah. Pissing in a jug, like a gallon jug, and sending it to his estate to pour on his grave. Because, yeah. holy fuck. I mean, this guy has tortured my ears to no end for the past, <laughs> what, 15 years now? Let's oh. see. Uh, I think his 09, death will be celebrated. Oh, eight? There's no doubt about that. Oh, that's that's the point. My point oh, there's gonna, I, I think there's yeah. going to be there's going to be blurbs because. He was a famous person, like like you know what I mean. But then the the outpouring of people that be going, like for example, what you just said, Raven, sending your piss. Does it, you think they'll be at that point Uber piss, like a service where you can deliver your piss to <laughs> you know across state lines and have it delivered where you want it to go? Exactly, like in a pickle jar at McDonald's on Fourth Street. <laughs> I might need. 
I would love to drive by 17 Squabble Lane and just throw a piss jug in his yard as I'm like, oh. woohoo, you know, fireworks in the background, anything. Baby diapers. Use get baby it out diapers. of my system. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I would love that when it happens, that's why I'm trying to keep myself in as good shape as possible. So I can, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have a, not a vigil. What's the opposite of a vigil? It'll be a fucking party. It'll just be like, you know, we'll play it'll the like celebration. Oh, no, no. We'll it'll, it'll be a celebration. I'm sorry. We will have it'll speakers. be a death celebration. We'll have speakers outside the mansion with like the Jackie laugh and the Gilbert laugh in one in each speaker, just constantly on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wonder is he is he gonna have the most celebrated celebrity death? <laughs> I, I really wonder that. I mean, well, well, somebody like Jimmy Savile, you know, who was a fucking predator amongst. He was a, like an apex predator yeah. of, of underage people, but he died before he could get you know yeah. face any punishment. So no one celebrated that because they were pissed. If he dies and stuff can come out and, and just totally tarnish his legacy. I mean, that's what we're doing basically. Um, it, um, I think it, I think people will want that to come out with Jimmy Savile. It did. Howard's not necessarily having done anything illegal necessarily, but people will want the dirty laundry out the way they do about most celebrities that don't, release anything until they die. Like people start coming out after they pass away. Unless you're Christina Crawford or if you're mm-hmm. BD, you know, Betty Davis's daughter, right. they release a fucking poison pen before they die. Um, but uh, we know the results of that. So Emily, if you're planning on writing a book, please, we'll, we'll ghostwrite it for you if you like. Uh, <laughs> published by QF <laughs> Limited. <laughs> it could just be anonymous. Shit again. It's a flip book. Oh, okay. And then, uh, and he was staying, he, was, he wasn't staying at, you know, a holiday Inn. the the motel hotel or whatever. He was at the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> oh, all right. That ain't a bad way to go. <laughs> but he was probably sitting there and probably had some pain in his arm and he ignored it. And I'm making this all up. I have no evidence of this, but I'm giving you what I imagine happened. And now, of course, in my mind, and I'm not going to give him shit for that because people do when when he did pass away, almost everybody. One of the first things was how every everybody every time somebody famous dies, people want to know why. Coke overdose, you know, COVID, whatever, you know, uh, alcohol, uh, suicide, whatever the fuck, Chris Cornell, whoever it is. So that's natural. But it's coming off in such a fucking vapid sort of matter of fact way that it sounds a little, I don't know, just sounds a little fucking cringy from him what i was gonna say is he made it sound like he was out on the like the hard road you know staying in motel sixes and even fucking robin correct him like he was staying in the ritz carlton like you're trying to make this sound like such a bleak thing he was staying in the finest hotels you could stay in in every city you went to like right like he was lenny to downgrade where he was in all of us yeah, like he was Lenny Bruce with heroin needles and right. a fucking transsexual uh, hooker. Well, Bob's got a family history of dying young. So he yeah. kind of probably knew his time was limited. Yeah. And he just got done mourning Norm McDonald's death. Oh, and yeah. now he's back out on the road tweeting about how much he's loving it and thanking the crowds. Robin had to correct him on that and the hotel that he was staying in. So she's pissing on him. For pissing on Bob, like I, that was. I think so. The, that was the point of this clip, so yeah. I just wanted to make that clear. And yep. let's go. We're not 
we're almost done this yeah, one. Yeah, one I caught that. I definitely caught that. Yeah. I, I was just taking a pish during the commercial break, and I had myself. Uh, now I was dying. I don't know. I had I had 30 scenarios, and I'm going. Very depressed. While you're in the restroom there, yeah, these all these thoughts are going through your head. Yeah, while I'm waiting for the pee to slowly dribble out of my ancient <laughs> cock. <laughs> it was like, when are you going to come out already? Good lord! <laughs> I'd like to, know, I'd like to know that myself. But here's the thing: um, he, yeah, every one of these deaths just reminds him of his own mortality. They don't actually inv invoke any kind of emotion in him mm -hmm. whatsoever, outside of. My God, when's my time going to come? And he's fearing it. Like a lot of people do, but he absolutely fears dying. Mm -hmm. Like, how's it going to happen? Yep. Oh, so yeah. They can't the next, control it. They the next can't clip, control it. Uh, the next clip, guys, that we got is actually an interim clip from 2003. Uh, another September clip from uh, 23rd of September 2003, where Bowie's crying because they play the Elton John song. Uh, that made, you know, it's about his brother. And then this is sort of what happens afterwards. We have played this before, I think, one time, but it's worth it in this case because it applies completely to the situation. Cry. You're, you're watching me. <laughs> Everybody's watching you. It's funny. Uh, don't wipe your eyes. I'm trying to gauge the amount of tears. Oh, you want to kill them? Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I can't have emotions of my own. It's well, difficult. he doesn't have to drip on his shirt. If you, so if you, like you feed off me, like you're sucking out my weakness, or like no, you, I'm sucking out. I, I mean, it oh, makes oh. me feel alive. Okay, if you don't mind. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. What if I? I so? What if I mind? I don't. I have trouble having emotion. So if I can. Okay, hold on, guys. See someone having emotion, I can live it. I, it's almost like I can live vicariously through them. Okay. I like that's nope. not a that's not a joke. Honestly, no, I believe he's—I believe he's studying Bowie mm -hmm. to 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 gauge like the facial movements and like trying to like okay maybe he is maybe he does think that that will trigger something within himself mm -hmm. to get emotional like he's hoping he's grasping for straws yeah but he he loves watching people get emotional. Because he can't. He's fascinated by it. He's like an alien grown in a Petri dish that has never experienced true sadness or true grief. That's right. Hatred, and, yes. And Bowie's crying about rage. his brother. Yeah. Rage, yes, because that's all the narcissists have to, to go on is just anger. But, yeah, you're right. He's, he's studying it. Um, but I found it like... Wouldn't you feel bad for? Don't you feel bad when you see people in a bad way and crying? Like even if you don't know them, don't you feel like you want to pat them on the shoulder and say, "Hey, it's all going to be all right." You know, uh, you know, just you know, hang in there. That kind of thing. I don't know. Doesn't that seem like a natural reaction? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It's that's, so true. That's, that's empathy. Right. They don't. They don't have empathy. You know. And and the one comment I was going to say after you played this clip. There's only so far I can take my MPD, I guess, uh, manifesto. Yeah. Because it does reach a level that you really don't understand it unless you see it in person. Mm -hmm. And really, MPD at its core is they want to hollow out the people around them and get inside of them in order to control them 
but also experience the emotions that they're tailoring towards them. Like mm-hmm. it's it's completely demented. They have no emotion. There is <laughs> nothing there. They don't have interests. They don't have an identity. They don't have feelings. They don't have anything. But all they know is that all of those feelings that we normally generate ourselves, they generate through the people around them. So they want to control the people around them to cater to the emotions that they want to experience. But they really only have an idea of what emotions are or what a simulation of emotions are. So when it, what he's saying to, to Gary is, I don't actually understand what you're going through, but I want to simulate it in my mind because I control you to a certain extent. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very complicated thing to, to explain. It's almost like the puppet master wants to experience the emotions of the puppet. Yeah. But they can't like they're controlling the puppet and they're they're controlling everything because they, as the puppet masters, control that puppet, but they still can't understand what emotion is because right. they don't have the capacity. They don't have the emotional language. Um, they don't have the tools to understand it. So all they can do is sort of watch and and think that they get it because they do experience emotions. They're just all negative. Like you said, it's hatred, shame depression the empathy they feel is only towards themselves jealousy so they're just jealousy they understand yeah if wiggy or an mpd person were to cry uncontrollably they would be losing control and that's out of character for them so isn't that something they shield themselves from Mm -hmm. or they're or are they just incapable of comprehending emotions empathically. People with MPD have empathy. The issue is that they only have empathy for themselves. They don't feel empathy for other people. For themselves, they feel tremendous empathy, tremendous sadness. Um, They are very much self-absorbed in their own thing. They tend to be very emotionally blunted. They can't cry for other people. They literally mm. don't know how to. You know, this this is the thing when okay. we're talking again, there's a differentiation between people that are narcissistic. Everyone's narcissistic. We all have certain mm-hmm. degrees of narcissism. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between that and someone that has narcissistic personality disorder, which Howard has. Mm-hmm. They do not know how to have tears for other people. They mm-hmm. don't get it. They don't understand it. And it, and it's hard for us to get, okay. you know, I, I, I have, an, I have an, an interest in people with Asperger's, very high functioning autism. Someone I know has it. And, um, and I've talked to them about it before, and I've talked to other people. There, there are some parallels between NPD and that. Um, not saying they're the same thing, but there are some parallels. And they'll, they'll say, I'll, I'll ask her, um, you know, so what happens when you're in these situations? They're like, it's like everybody has a script, and I don't have it, and I don't know what's going on. 
I think there's a similar thing that happens with people that have MPD when you mm-hmm. talk about emotion, when you talk about empathy. I think that these these subjects come up and they it's almost like everybody else got a script and they're like, oh, I don't know what to say here. I, I don't gotcha. understand this. It's okay. it's beyond them not making an effort. They literally do not have empathy. Yeah, this they is capacity. What, Sets them right. aside, psychopaths aside, you know, pe- people that have psychopathy tend to have no empathy coupled with extreme deficits and fear. Um, whereas someone like Howard with with high levels of MPD, they have nothing but fear. Their yeah. entire lives are ruled by fear. Yeah. They're scared of everything, which causes them to want to control more and more and more. So, yeah. Well, thank well, you. Well, the uh, the next clips are guys are are actually from the day. That's the uh, the eleventh, and um, first clip I got was called "There's Nothing Left for Me When I Go." Yeah, it was funny. Bob yeah, Saget, rest in peace. Now, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, my dear friend Jimmy Kimmel, he uh, cried. Jimmy did you see Kimmel. it? I did he, not see it. No. Well, you should uh, Google it later after the show. But uh, of course not. Jimmy, I didn't know. We're so close with Bob Saget. Uh, oh, fuck's sake. Okay, here we go again. I mean, Jimmy oh. was reading private emails. He did, before the show started, he Kimble, did a private, Kimble. in other words, no audience present. He came out and spoke about Bob Saget and broke down emotionally mm. two or three times during the speech. And I, being the selfish prick that I am, I'm like, you know, Jimmy, I like what's there's nothing left for me when I go. Fucking hell. I mean, yep. he does it. He says it once for someone else, says it another time, says it continuously. And yet there's there are people that still consider him a great interviewer, a great person, a generous uh. guy, all this shit. <laughs> if you heard this and you didn't decide to call the cops, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't know. The, the, those, those people still listening earnestly and saying i enjoy the show and hearing this wasn't it, it let's fuck forget about this forget let's, let's forget about the ed bradley funeral where he bitched for an hour on the air about where he was seated mm-hmm. that he was seated with the scrubs and oprah was at the front that's a whole other fucking saga or how pissed he was that he couldn't get an autograph for his daughter from paul mccartney <laughs> sorry bob please oh. i know you wanted to say something well again the the evolution Hey, Jimmy, why are you crying? Hey, Jimmy, did you really know him? Hey, Jimmy, make sure you have some tears for me. Hey, Jimmy, why the fuck are you crying? Are you going to have tears for me? <laughs> like, this is where we are. The mask is off. It's like every little step. Yeah. Jimmy, what Ooh. the fuck? Put those tears back in your face so yeah. you have some for me. Like, um, this is where we are. There's no there's no mention of the guy who died that he knew, for God's sakes. He met no, multiple times. No, no, nothing. Just, there's a complete disconnect. It's no different than it was just like when Siobhan goes, you know, what? I don't even have money for socks anymore. And he goes, well, glad to hear you're doing all right. <laughs> it's it one of my favorite clips. Number two, <laughs> time to shit on Kimmel for having a heart. Yeah, like I'm kind of relying he won't have on Jimmy. A tear inside. <laughs> well, I mean, They're I think he'll good. cry, but everyone will be like, "Well, he cried for Bob Saget. He cried for uh, that guy from Three's Company." 
That guy from Three's Company. Jack Ripper, or whatever his name was, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> That's the the funny part is John Ritter will probably be remembered long after Wiggy is dead. Because that oh, show, Three's Company, just that show alone, he was so beloved. And I'm not saying he was some kind of great thespian or whatever, but people loved him in the business. And uh, C.A. Thompson and I and uh, uh, Deborah and I have talked about this. The other connection between Kimmel and John, uh, John Ritter was Three's Company was ABC. Um, the, the rules for dating my daughter, teenage daughter, was also ABC. And Kimmel was ABC. Mm-hmm. So the ABC yeah. family those people hang out like when there's cast parties there's always like people in the same lots so it makes perfect sense why he would have cried uh especially if he was part of his childhood like john candy was to mine and you know you feel emotional about these things so <laughs> from three's company with suzanne summers man you know what? i mean i don't know like i think jimmy's just you know i always thought like i was really special to jimmy but Jimmy did the same exact rap for a lion. Remember when this was a lion who died and he came oh, on I and he cried? the lion. I said, well, that's yeah. a step too far. <laughs> it was C- I remember with Cecil the lion, I went, well, geez, uh, by the time I go, this guy will have cried on TV for everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> One thing I didn't realize when I was first sent this, he just devalued and trashed John Ritter so bad. Yeah. I didn't even know that's who he's talking about. Until we did the earlier clips, and now I know when you commented on it. I didn't know what the fuck he was even saying. I, he right. didn't even pronounce either his first or last name correctly. I didn't even realize that until just now, until until we just played this clip. Well, I mean, he would get – imagine if someone said yeah, uh, Howard Stern died. Oh, I'm a Stern died. What? I mean, uh, you know, someone fucks up his name. Could you imagine <laughs> what he'd do? <laughs> One of the things that Wiggy is pissed off about Jimmy crying for is it waters down the day he does cry for Howard. Right. It'll be the 50th time that Jimmy right. has cried right. yeah. on national TV. So it won't hold any weight when Wiggy dies. That's why right. he's pissed. He's using up all his tears on these other people. Yeah, and by yeah. the time it gets to him... It, no one's going to care. No, it's like the boy right. who cried wolf. It's like by the thousandth time, you're well, like, yeah, is, whatever. Okay. Exactly. Well, no one's going to give a fuck. This is his only, this is his only horse in the race. No one yeah. cares. Well, that's it. And, and he's it, like it, looking at it like, man, I don't have, he's not going to get it with, he doesn't have to get it with Fallon's family. Yeah. Colbert's not going to cry. He's not going to give a he's fuck. He's not going to get it with anybody. Well, the, the way it's going, certainly not. Do you think that's why he befriends all the late night talk show hosts like Colbert and Fallon and Conan is hoping that they'll still be on air and remember him someday? Absolutely. Relevance. If he were to die? Yeah. Relevance. If Ellen was still on the air, he'd still be doing her show if she could if she would let him on. If uh, whoever, you know, the view, whoever will have him at this point, he'll go on unless it's some cable show, cable access show. Uh, If Larry King was still doing his thing on Aura TV, he'd go on there. I think he's fucked over. I think he's fucked over so many people in his inner circle Mm -hmm. and all of his employees and his family's got nothing good to say about him. He knows his wife's not going to have anything good to say. Like, it's like with these MPD people, the only people that can vouch for him are so towards the periphery. Yeah. 
And it's like Jimmy's is the last guy that's a peripheral, maybe someone that'll remember him well. Maybe. Whereas all these other celebrities are not going to remember him well. They're right. all, I mean, even the ones that he he knew, like Gilbert, you know, yeah. Gilbert's like, fuck him, Marty, fuck him. All these yeah. people, fuck him. Like, guys, Snyder, shit. Like, he's really burned everything. D. Snyder, Norm MacDonald. I mean, if Bob Saget was still alive, he'd probably not have something, either nothing to say about him or something bad to say about him. Like, this is it. This is the last guy that he has. Well, I think Saget, if he were still alive, and he's not, sadly, um, he I, I disagree. I think he would defend Howard to the death. I think he's one of those people. Um, and, uh, and he's inherently a nice guy. Apparently, and right. um, and I think he would find the the lighter side, or he'd he'd be like Spade and excuse just about every bit of asshole behavior because of some inner like I don't know love of the show. <laughs> but again, we all were super fans. We all came from the same cloth basically at one point. Uh, it's just a matter of when we all turned. Right, right. right. Again, when these celebrities speak out publicly. It's a reason for them to be relevant and in the news and hope to get clipped and put in like oh, yeah. so-and-so's Twitter says. So like Spade is a attention whore, people like that. I'm sure Chris Rock would say something. Just mm-hmm. anybody to, you know, link themselves to a news article. That's true. Good, bad, or ugly. But they don't want to look petty because of their brand. Yeah. So people like that are going to come out and say, yeah, I had a good All time right. on a show. Right. I have good memories. He did a lot for, you know, the media, the the radio, radio. media, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, you know what that's I'm what saying, I'm but, saying. That's what they're going to talk about. That's what people are going to say. They're going to talk about what he did for radio. Mm-hmm. No one's going to talk about him. No yeah. one has anything good to say about him. No one has good stories yes. about him. True. They're going to talk about his career and the last person that he kind of had that may say something about him is Jimmy. Yep. And he's right. just saying that it's and, getting watered down because in his mind, <laughs> there's only so much love and whatever in the world. But I don't think he's going to have many people say good things about him. I think they're going to well, have good things to say about his career, but not well, him. Well, one day, and I mean, I know this is going to happen. Jimmy's going to wake up and he's going to turn on fucking QF and he's going to hear these things played back to back to back. And he's going to go, I am stupid. I, I have been an idiot all this time. What am I doing? Spending my time idolizing this puffed up piece of fucking phony shit. Uh, Raven. <laughs> I should have listened to what Molly said all along. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, Christ, you can picture Molly with with those pictures of Beth that she's had over the years. And it looks oh. like she wants to take both wine glasses and fucking crush Beth's head with them because it looks like the yes. you can hear the wind whistling through fucking Beth's ears, even in the photo. Oh. And um, it's just anyway, the, the next clip, guys, is called and people still wonder why we bother. You know, Beth, Beth had to warn me. She goes, did you see Jimmy's uh, crying thing? You know, his, his oh, emotional speech. She, she saw it. You. And I said, oh, forward that to me. I need to see it. She goes, no. That's like, Ray, no. She goes, you know, we don't yeah. have a lot of friends. <laughs> I go, whose fault is that? Sounds like she's blaming me. She goes, we don't have a lot of friends. And she goes, you know, we're really lucky to have a friend like Jimmy. 
she's right. They don't have a lot of friends for whatever many reasons. No. I'll, I'll let this play. But what she really means, we don't have a lot of famous friends, even though it's a double meaning. Um, and it no, is, no, it is. What's it's that? even more than that. Go ahead. What do you think, Bob? It's even more than that. She's saying everybody fucking hates you, dude. <laughs> and this is the last fucking this is the last bridge we have into reality. And I know you're going to make this about you. And I know you're going to say something fucking negative. I'm not going to send this to you. That's he ended what up doing she's it. saying. He ended up doing it anyway. In but do you my, think... So, do you think she, do you think she's that uh, that aware? Yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I she's think he's aware. spot on. She's more aware than any of us are. I can tell you that. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's just peripherally, like literally, it's it's on the peripheral level worried. of. Well, she's just worried to me about star fucking and having a connection to Hollywood. And you're right about the fact that Kimmel is the last yeah. connection to Hollywood. Oh, but I think buddy. it's not it's nothing more than that. It's nothing buddy. about how many people she could care less who hates him. Buddy, she yeah. wants connection to anybody. Yeah. She is completely isolated. Oh yeah. Howard has isolated <laughs> her from every possible connection to anybody. Right. This is what her life has been whittled down to. Yeah, she is wanting to preserve it, even as fictitious and superficial yeah. as this is. This is right. all she has. Yeah. So to count on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, are, are gatherings still going on in the Hamptons? I don't even know about that. We don't hear about that anymore. Uh, during a pandemic, you wouldn't expect to hear about it. Well, cat gatherings. Yeah. <laughs> She's Jesus. having cat gatherings, but not human <laughs> gatherings. That's all. Right. The I was like, adoptions what? and the vet. Oh. Yeah, and spackle. But what, so what? I'm not going to see Jimmy Crunch because I know you're going to insult him and, and, and make fun of him on the air, and and you're going to lose the few, one of the few friends we have. I said I'm not going to lose Jimmy as a friend. Not that. I mean, uh, he's an emotional guy. What am I going to tell you? The guy, the guy, the guy. Evidently, I didn't know. But what is left for me? In other words, Jimmy. <laughs> He just went on like he just did three different like yeah. sentence fragments there. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't yeah. do anything. I'm not. It's just not my fault. He's an emotional guy. It's his fault. It's his fault. You, uh, you, his stupid emotions are making me talking about it. Fuck him. <laughs> that's that's mm -hmm. where I get. That's what I get out of that. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, like and and then fuck Bob Saget for dying and forcing Jimmy to emote where I have to fucking get back at him. Like that's where it all goes back down to. <laughs> and matter of, matter of fact, fuck you, Bev. Fuck you for him dying and Jimmy having emotion. I mean, fuck all of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Did a special segment wow. before the show even started for Bob Saget. Yes. What I mean, Jimmy better jump in the casket with me when I die. That's how distraught he should be. Next clip, guys, is called When You Die, Wiggy, people will cheer. But evidently, Jimmy and Bob Saget used to write each other all the time, special emails, and and John Stamos is writing, uh, you know, and uh, it's a whole little, there's a gang out there in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That all hang out. I bet you 10 bucks, it's always on a, because he's such a narcissistic asshole, people have to write him and he'll respond, but he will not over, he will not initiate any kind of email text twitter communications with anybody or call and even if they do he's scared to respond and not be witty enough or 
comparable to whatever they write him that's thoughtful or right any sort of you know emotion god forbid right he's afraid so, of being judged yeah, yeah. i'm not part of that First i'm not privy to he that he is fucking yeah hold on the, the, we we see his fucking paranoia here what all these people have is paranoia for no fucking reason right um uh, but what you were saying how he doesn't in, initiate any emails or whatever i don't know if you saw that clip there was a guy he was on a show i don't know who he was uh being interviewed by um this sounds terrible another that guy who interviews a lot of ex-staffers i really oh, the, don't know the, his the name the shithead in the hallway he said he was emailing howard yeah. Yeah, he said he was emailing Howard, and Howard would just always write about himself. And he said, <laughs> finally, he just told me, he's like, Howard, you know, if you learn three words, how are you? He's like, it'd probably go a lot further. He said the second he sent him that, he got blocked from all his emails. I believe it. Um, I, be- I believe uh, it. But yeah. I mean- there was there was a girl I knew, yeah, and I'll make this I, a real I, quick anecdote. She was I went to school with her, but she was a couple years older, and then she went over and she came to Asia and we were in the same same town to basically same recruiter sent us both both of us to the same place and then one t- she never had she didn't have a fucking word to say about me we weren't friends but at one point she knew who i was and I knew who she was because that's how small the town we were in when we where we grew up and when she'd when you'd walk in there, she'd start talking to you as if you were already having a conversation with her for ten minutes that you weren't aware of. She wouldn't say, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you." Any the pleasantries, like she didn't do small talk. And I thought you are you're another socially retarded person. Don't you ever say, "How are you? Like what's going on? Nice to see you again." All these little bullshit things, chit chat before you lead into talking about socioeconomic politics and you know all this crap that you're going on with. And she, I t- called her on it, on it one time, and she goes. You're, I know I didn't even realize I was doing that. I'm I apologize, and I give her credit for saying that. But I don't believe anybody had told her that, and so I don't think she's on the level of narcissism that Howard is. But for someone to do that, <laughs> he was insulted, so it hurt his fucking false self, and he decided to block him. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I can't believe totally, that. totally. Oh yeah, the guy just like, I love it. He goes, "Let me teach you three words." He's like, how are you? And he's yeah. like an adult guy telling him this. He's like, I wrote him a beautiful email. But yeah, yeah the, the thing that here, too, it just seems like Howard's very paranoid about yeah. clicks and the West Coast and email chains and, you know. Well, I think he's I concerned. What could they be saying about me is the other thing. And right. that's, what's, it, that's it, really on his mind as well. Of course. Yeah. It's exactly what's on his mind, and they are all saying he's weird. And guys, I stayed with I stayed with Howard and Beth. You know where they put the wig on the banister when he's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) They use it to shine the banister in the nighttime. They're saying they're saying Jimmy, who's your manager? Because I don't want my manager to make me hang out with Howard Stern, so I'm not going to use him because I don't want to pretend to be his fucking friend like you've had to do for 10 years because this guy is psychotic. I don't live in Hollywood. I don't live in Hollywood. I live in New York. Not even. That's right. No. It's just that crying loses its impact if you cry all the time. I remember Letterman, who's Jimmy's idol, 
Letterman's voice cracked only once, and that was on 9-11. <laughs> That's a perfect example of another emotionless, like, cold-hearted mm-hmm. piece of shit, Letterman. Bastard. Who, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, they, he's just almost as bad a sociopath as Howard is, because look what he did with his fucking interns. Uh, you know, anyway, let's keep going. And that's Jimmy, how I remember. You know, you guys are heartless. Yeah. Jimmy is all heart. Uh, uh, She's right. And Jimmy cried over Kobe Bryant. I mean, yeah. I, can, I can pull out a, a, right. a, a, right. a menagerie of Jimmy crying here. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no end to it. So, like, when I go, it'll be like, oh, Howard, God, here, I'm going to read an email from him. <laughs> oh, you won't be able to hear it anyway, shit. <laughs> Yeah, this is there's like, your, yeah, your Fred drops. Yeah, absolutely. He just decided to show up. Number uh, five, Jimmy should kill himself for having befriended such an evil I, cocksucker. By the way, I, but when I die, sorry, Bob, I, I'd love to hear any email from I'd love to hear any email from Howard. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm amazed if he can put a full sentence together. So hopefully we do hear that. Yeah, it should be Jimmy crying the whole show for an hour. He shouldn't be able to work. Right. He should t- yeah, he should take the night off. <laughs> cry at home. And they could remote into his house and watch him cry. That's crumpled right. up yeah. in a Jimmy, crumpled up in Jimmy a corner. Jimmy was seen leaving his house today destitute because of Howard Stern's death and he canceled his show. So Robin has to fucking enable him for this too instead of saying you're you're just insane. Like I'm fucked up, but I'm telling you you're fucked up majorly you know what i mean like this is yeah. beyond uh he, i wish exactly. i hope he has enough tears for me this is now it's not even just you better get in the coffin it's you better make your entire life about me when i go because maybe because he knows the people yeah. around him will not do fuck all <laughs> he knows what was that line robin said when he <laughs> just, just like said, i said when, when, when i die and robin goes she's gonna have a party <laughs> yeah about beth yeah beth I'm just thinking about Robin getting the news about Howard while she's in a Chipotle line about Howard dying and her not even (laughs) missing a beat. No, I mean, not even. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take extra uh, rice. Yeah, I like it's just it's just what I said. The the evolution of Howard here just taking some shots from the periphery. And now it's just a full on assault assault. Yeah. Complete control. I mean, every aspect, like he, the mask has slipped. Like I said, he just is not even going to hide it. Nope. You need to do what I tell you to do. Like, yep. Cry when I say cry. Despondent. Yes, he, yes. he cannot yes. cry work. when I say to cry. Yeah. He's inconsolable, Wrecked. cannot speak. Right. It's it's impossible for him to go on. He, Jimmy should kill himself the day I die. <laughs> Okay, and number six, wow. don't cry, for, don't cry for anybody but me, asshole. Well, Jimmy I'm Kimmel's thinking maybe you want to have one of those Viking funerals, and and Jimmy has to be on the boat with you to help you to Valhalla. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to lose Jimmy. You. I don't want to lose Jimmy as a friend, but I'm going to say it, it. You got to have some quality control. You can't cry for everyone. Uh, uh, okay, at number seven, guys. I hope those cats spray shit into Wiggy's mouth nightly. Mm. Well, if he Pimble, loved Pimble. Bob Saget, he did. I didn't know. Why did he cry for Bob Saget? No, that's fine. He What's he's it? a friendly guy. Yeah, 
Bob Saget evidently was great. Uh, he, Bob Saget writes Jimmy all the time and compliments the show and compliments him on this and that and the other. The way he's saying it implies that he doesn't do shit for anybody. And, it, and we know he, we, we don't know. We have we based on what he's saying to me, it comes off like that. Like these people do this, but I don't know from that. I don't know from telling right, Jimmy nobody, great job. Well, nobody's writing Wiggy telling him what a great show he just had. <laughs> he's not getting that. That's what he wants. You think so? You oh, don't think there's great. you don't think you don't think even like uh, Michael Rappaport is sucking his asshole. Not unless it serves him to be on the show. Nope. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, let's keep going. The thing they would do charity events together. Uh, I didn't realize the, their closeness. So there you go. It was a well, real I told relationship. You, it was uh, Jimmy that arranged that dinner for me that night with Bob and mm -hmm. John. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Got your two major players uh, right there at that dinner. I like it. You deserve we that. We texted each other last night and, you know, we're reminiscing about that. I like how the Bob Saget death, not I don't like his death, but I like on this show how it's turning into all these favors and nice gestures that have been done in Howard's inner circle that he oh, yeah. didn't do. You yeah. know, and like, here's kind of where it starts. Yeah, Jimmy set up this meeting with these people. They're really nice. Yep. You know, and it eventually devolves into even his callers calling in and saying nice gestures that Bob had done <laughs> and these other people yeah. had done for them. And he has nothing. Howard has nothing. No one ever, no one has any of these stories about him. Raven? Did you hear the shock in his voice when Robin says that she was texting with Jimmy last night? Oh, yes. He was pissed. He's like, you could tell. Oh, that did not sit well. No. Because now suddenly she's usurping him yep. in a friendship and she's having private conversations and she might be talking about Howard to Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this mm. one. This was a good week. Yes. Yeah, observation. I didn't catch that. I didn't oh, yeah, catch he, that. Oh, and he's deathly afraid, and he knows people. Like I just, I just unearthed a clip, guys, uh, from '91, where I'm gonna. I, I think I've got. I've, I'm pretty sure I've got. I know I have the file, so I just got to make sure that particular day is there. Where Robin went on, did an interview with USA Today, and as as she said on the Leno show four years later, when she finally was managed to get on promoting her book, that she said, "I'd love to." get a job doing something something else and he got pissed off and he gave her all kinds of yeah. shit on the air about that <laughs> like don't you dare leave me bitch well can can you go back like i don't know 10 seconds and replay okay. her saying that she yeah, texted with him and his reaction okay let me uh, see. Mm -hmm. John. Yeah. yeah got your two major players uh right there at that dinner i like it you deserve we, that texted each other last night and you know we're Who reminiscing did? about that me and jimmy oh and we were look at you reminiscing about mm -hmm. that dinner Kimmel, Kimmel. and uh he said as i recall bob was really excited to have that dinner with you yeah, bob wanted to fuck you feel good oh fuck oh, let, let me let this one play through guys there's only about like okay. 15 seconds left i'm sure bob wanted to put his pain in you <laughs> you were so innocent 
Yeah. No, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy was very moved. I'll leave it at that. Because <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't really expound on it because I don't have a fucking emotion of my own yeah. that, I, that I haven't paid for. Uh, go ahead, Raven. So as soon as Wiggy hears that Robin was texting with Jimmy Kimmel the night before, his first move is to go, oh, he wanted to fuck you. Yeah. That's the only reason he wanted to meet up with you. Right. He has to devalue her. And Bob. And that even goes to show, and him too. Yeah, mm. rest in peace, Bob. Um, Robin is not as big a narcissist as he is. Because she even knew to text Jimmy like no, a favorite isn't. memory she had with Bob. Right. She's base camp, and he's, like I said, are going to use Everest again. He is the yeah. peak of Everest, you know. And, uh, and yeah. you're talking about narcissism. And we still, it's a big, she's a big narcissist, but not nearly on his level. Um, the next clip is called Robin Porson no, Pete. No. <laughs> What's that? Well, I want to say something. I, I, I didn't catch that until that was brought up. She, he completely shit on that entire he, he that was a major blow to him. Yeah. And no, Bob was not trying to fuck Robin. Robin. She's in she it's not to sound shallow. She she's just she's not a sex icon. You know, I no. mean, that that's when when you say, oh, he's just trying to fuck you. You're reducing down an interaction to just. The lowest possible fucking thing you can lower, you could, right. you know, you can lower an interaction down to. Right, but I didn't even catch that. That's yeah, because brutal. how dare she have an interaction equivalent as mine with these people? I, you, you're not supposed to be mingling with these people. It's no different than, oh, you know, uh, guys don't meet my fucking gaze in the hallways. Don't come near me. That kind of shit. So it's like it's almost checking her. Like mind your place, woman. The gatekeeper. Yeah. So the next clip is yeah. called Robin oh, Porson. No, you're, you're not worth shit. He just wanted to fuck you. The next clip is called Robin Porson, Pete Davidson, oil on the NPD fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did- we're just heartless people. I thought that Bob Saget was an, a fantastic human being. Me too. I, but I, I haven't was, drummed up I, excuse one me, here. Excuse me. I thought he was more <laughs> fantastic than you did. What do you think of that? Well, well, what's even more fantastic? Did you see what Pete Davidson uh, no. had somebody say about him? What do you say? Because Pete say, Davidson is not on social media. He gave this to a friend to uh, post for him. But he okay, let this one play through. He said that Bob was um, a great friend to him and wow. uh, interceded a couple of times when he was having some mental issues. Wow! And uh, found doctors for him. Tried different, you know, like any time he was like, "Wow, we'll try this try." Yeah, he he legitimately is amazed because he can't believe anybody would do that. He can't understand right. amity. He can't understand friendship. He can't understand empathy. He can't understand uh, relating to another person's struggle as Bob did to so many people. Clearly, because it's all coming out now. Raven, right. right? I am super shocked that Robin has some relevant current news information to add to the conversation and yeah. also that she knew about Bob Saget because usually she's lost in her TV shows oh, with yeah. no contact with the outer world. But in this case, he, okay. So she mentioned she texted Jimmy, then Wiggy shits on her and says he just wanted to fuck you. Then she comes back with, Oh, well, did you hear about <laughs> Pete Davidson? Just to like jab him again. Oh yeah. She's not letting up and you know how he's going to come back. He's going to be like, 
I was watching those thousand pound sisters again and they are so fat. But he did it with Oprah. He didn't do it with them this week. So That's he right. does like fat talk to make to belittle her passive aggressively. He's like putting that in the back of his head. Like, I'm going to come up with some material that's going to shame Robin indirectly. And she's not, she's just going to have to laugh along at it, even though she secretly hates all that fat talk. Well, that's a good, Oh, and he had uh, Jason on to yeah. talk about the Nutrisystem, whatever fucking lame ass deal they have with his weight. Well, loss. <laughs> well, that's a good point you made because usually you're right. Robin's knee deep in munchkins and she's got like, um, like and she has anything she's got to read, she'll <laughs> fuck it up if it's in the news. But she, she clearly had done an, more than a, a modicum of reading about Bob's passing. And and when things like this happen, you do start perusing all different articles and sources, what have you. And I'm sure she did that for this particular right. case. Yeah, that. And he said he spent hours on the phone with his mother. Wow. Uh, trying to get Pete what he needed. So, get the uh, fuck out yeah, of here, he, man. And he stayed in touch. He checked in with him all the time. Why is no one checking in on me? I mean, uh, I've got tons of mental issues. What is, what is the Bob Saget? I knew Nobody him. Nobody ever recommended a doctor? You just said you didn't know him. You barely knew him. You knew him from the show. You met him through Jimmy Kimmel. But he'd been on the show ten fucking times, and you didn't know him. You, did, you didn't but know he, him. I, yeah, I was, we weren't really close. I knew him. Why wasn't he reaching out to me, that fuck? But he's saying he's saying that he helped this guy when he wasn't like an established guy, didn't have money, you know, was coming up in the industry. Why would someone help somebody <laughs> who's had multi, you know, hundred million dollar contracts? Like, no, this is someone that should be able to get help on their own. And this and isn't a young actor. For 30 years. This is yeah, this is a this isn't a someone with without resources. Yeah, we're not looking out for you. No, we're you're not a person. Yeah, you're just not. You know. And, oh, and you're by the way, by the way, maybe if you'd pick up when I did call, I'd call more often. Shithead. I mean, how many people <laughs> have tried to get a hold of him? You can't get a hold of him because he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Miserable fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in, I'm under psych psychiatric care twenty four seven, and uh, nobody's. I mean, Nobody's calling. <laughs> Nobody cared. They hear me. I'm screaming for help on this radio show. Nobody cares. <laughs> Number nine, Wiggy's altruism has a, a price tag. <laughs> Bob Sackett was busy helping everyone but me. I didn't know Bob was uh, helping Pete Davidson. Maybe yeah. I should help someone. I'm thinking that would be good. So when I go, well, there'll be a what list I was of thinking. people. I was like, well, why didn't you do that? Mm. <laughs> if I can get some good press, maybe I should help somebody. Oh God! It's most like predatorial way of looking at helping yeah. somebody. I, Absolutely. Hey, you know, maybe we, I should help somebody. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll yeah. help somebody. Yeah, let's try some of this charity shit. Um, like, like number ten, Bobby <laughs> Chicago. I leave this mess to you. There's a couple oh, of celebrities yeah. I've helped actually. I, I, you know, I have. Nobody's said anything about it though. <laughs> no, no. Well, they haven't died yet. When they die, well, I'll they come forward. Well, they can't say when they die. Oh, when I die, they can come forward. <laughs> That's right. You won't hear them saying it. You know what it is, though? It's hardly worth it. I mean, it's great that Pete said all of that about Bob Saget, but it's like, you know, everyone's going to forget about it in a week. So, oh, fucking hell. Okay, wow. let's... Let's let's oh, just I'm gonna let man. this play out. But that's just brutal. That is why this one was specifically for you. I'm not going to waste right. my time while I'm alive helping a lot of people because um, 
You know, it doesn't I mean, matter. <laughs> it gives you a one week. And you know, and, and here's the thing, no matter how many people you help, you still die alone in an Orlando hotel room. And nobody wants to die with you. No. I can guarantee he's not going to die alone. And I can also guarantee the manner of his death. It's going to be uh, some fucking uh, like, I don't know, DuPont pillow and right over his fucking head. And Beth's going to be sitting on his face on that pillow. <laughs> Oh, and that's I the closest I, I guarantee that's he, they're going to find a way to fucking uh, poison his six almonds. They'll inject it with fucking cyanide something. I don't I'm not saying this should happen, guys. I'm saying it's very likely he's going to um, be taken to a cliff and shown how great the view is. And oops. And something's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, Bob, <laughs> any words? <laughs> um, <laughs> Bob, speechless. Yeah, I, I am a little speechless because. So where does this story go? He, he says, I did help people out, but nobody they're knows. not going to come forward until I die. So here we I don't know if there's any guys out there. This is the equivalent of when your friends said, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a blowjob. Oh, it's a girl that goes to another school. Right. You remember that hearing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I've, I've had sex. So, yeah, she goes to another school. Yeah. Like, oh, OK. Okay, so here we have, I did help people out. They're not going to come forward until I'm gone. And then it seemed like it went to, I didn't really help anyone out. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if I helped anyone out because fuck everybody. Yeah. Is that that pretty much the story that I got here? It was, uh, I help people out. They're not going to say anything out. No, actually, I didn't help anybody out, and uh, fuck everyone. I need, I so need that I Scott, guess we're Scott kind of. I need that Scott Salem. I guess drop. we're kind of fuck everyone. Back at square one, right now. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, he's not helped anyone out. So yeah. to, to update everybody, it's still zero of zero. <laughs> one he's helped minus nobody. one. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. If anyone's keeping the score, he has helped zero people out still. So I just see it in my head. I hear it as I know a guy who. Yeah, I have exactly a friend it. who. I help some people, I but I'm not giving names. Right. I won't give you details. I, you right. know, he could give details. He doesn't have to give a name. He could be like, I found a psychiatrist for somebody. Right. Nothing. No. This is all made up in his head on the fly. And yeah. he even backtracks his own lies. So it's even worse. It's worse, and yeah. He, he, there's no score to keep because it's all fucking fake. <laughs> the shit is, is just insane. You, you, We're listening to the fucking... ramblings of a madman. Do you have that? Do you have that it's, visual, Bob, of the guy at the Olympics doing that flipboard scorecard thing? But go and flip, and then take it back, flip it forward, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not even that guy. He he, if he would have helped anybody, even once remotely, I mean, I'm not even talking about on a meaningful level. We would have never have heard the fucking end of it. That's right. I'm telling you, if he would have bought a guy new brakes on a he, fucking Mazda, he, <laughs> he would have never painted, heard the end of it. He would have spray painted this, the price on the car. Oh, he would have had a tattoo of it. He has never helped a single fucking person in his entire fucking life once. 
<laughs> and and it's like Gary starts his thing and he tries to fool us and he just can't do it. I yeah. I just yeah. not helped anybody. I um, just no one's even gonna come out after I die. I've just never helped a single person. Next clip, guys, is called Death is Weird. We're gonna let no. you go alone on that trip. Yeah. I um maybe I'll call Pete Davidson to help him out. What's his problem? <laughs> he's doing just fine. Uh, <clears throat> right now, his problem is Kim Kardashian. You're right. I hope he'll be all right. <laughs> he, he ain't going to be there long. That boy's smart. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, Jimmy really. Uh, and, and, a little bit more, guys. And I, I, Jimmy Fallon spoke about Bob Saget. For, for, he gave him 30 seconds. So Jim, Jimmy Kimmel gave him 30 more. 30 seconds? He, well, you know, on TV, that's a long time. Those are valuable seconds. It's weird. Um, Who's counting? Yeah. You know, but everyone was touched by Bob Saget, especially uh, the full house years and um, America's yeah. Funniest videos. Uh, he was, uh, but he was a nice guy. Okay. And number 12, the heir, much like Bob Saget, is truly dead. I didn't know he was that nice. I was, uh, I was, I was caught off guard by how nice he really was. <laughs> um, based on these, you know, you know, and then I see there's a thing on social media. Everyone posts a picture of themselves with Bob Saget. Now I have, I have multiple pictures of myself with Bob Saget. I didn't yeah. do that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keeping my pictures with Bob Saget to myself. Yeah. Because he's not big enough for you to fucking post pictures with. If it was pictures of you and Harvey Weinstein, you have no problems with that before me too. After it was pictures of you and right. fucking Paul McCartney or Alec Baldwin or Seinfeld, all oh, their A-list Bob Saget. No, that's beneath me now. So had he lived long he enough, Bob Saget would have been. Yeah, he's just yeah, exactly. And uh, that was the thing in death. He was jealous of him in death that he got that attention. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> just so you <laughs> know, personal. But, uh, they're personal. But, yeah, personal. But I do have pictures of myself with Bob Saget. People should know that. That can be press released, by the way, Gary. Get get on the phone to my publicist if I had one. <laughs> I don't actually have one. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> just throw a yeah. just throw a buffalo, just throw a nickel at the things.com and you'll get an article. It's like one of those little vending machine things yeah. where you put the you turn the thing when you put a quarter in. Um number thirteen, pencil wiggy in on your death pool, folks. No one will be offended. It's weird. Bob Saget all those years never Maybe they just uh, they think that you're holding it together just fine. Not really. Anybody who didn't get that because it was just clipped it very very he said it so quickly. All those years never picked up the phone to call me. That's what he said. Bob Saget. Oh. So, that's the level of fucking narcissism. What a What a bitch. Yeah. And, really and you is. know he and you know he probably did. You know, he, you know, Bob Saget, if he had his number, he would have called him and texted him over the years. Absolutely. <laughs> Just letting people you know. Like to inform people you're not holding it together. Yeah. I'm available to be helped by celebrities. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> yeah. I need help. <laughs> I truly do. Yeah, this is the dead. That's this is the dead air. Bit, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, God. That's his version of a cry for help. Or not a cry for help. It's a cry for star fuckers to yeah. come kiss his ring, to come 
lick his balls and yeah. uh, circle his, toenails. his butthole. <laughs> yeah, clip his toenails. Clip his toenails. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's an attention. It's like wham, wham. Make the the squeaky wheel makes the most noise. You know, it seems to me Bob Saget could have used some help, quite frankly. I don't know the top things were <laughs> going for love. him. You know, come get <laughs> me. He was happy. He was married. Yeah, but all these celebrities are sucking the energy out of Bob Saget. And meanwhile, he's Bob helping probably everyone did. and now he's gone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What a fucking prick. So that's what he sees. He sees that what Bob was doing to help other people as draining him as opposed to him feeling good that he was able to put himself out there and maybe get people the help they wanted or needed and didn't know how to ask. What I was like, what Howard's talking about, he was talking about Pete Davidson, who he's like a 22 or three. I don't even know. He's in his 20s, young guy. Yeah. And Howard's going, well, I'm a mess. I'm a, it's like, Howard, you're, you're a senior. Like, you're a maid. <laughs> You're an old guy. Like you're beyond this point now. Yeah. Like you help the young guys now. Like yeah. we're not here to help you. You're worth five hundred million dollars. I mean, you're you're not really in a position where anyone's going to come help you, bro. I no, mean, of course not. We're, we're talking about young actors and whatever. Like, yeah, no, no one's looking out for you, dude. You, you. You're too established. You have too much money. You're you're too made. You you should have taken care of yourself by this point. Like, yeah, this and is also, really weird that you're putting yourself on this level. So, and also, Wiggy, people hate you, uh, Raven. What about all of Wiggy's magical thinking that Doctor Sarno helped him with, curing his back pain, his OCD, yeah, his gayness, his um, whatever you know, and his therapists, like he's got all these people who have helped him in the past and he's evolved. He's not his old crazy self. He's not, you know, mm. hanging by a thread doing blackface just to get attention or a no. laugh. He's, he's a different guy. So mm -hmm. why would people think he needs help? What makes us think he needs help? You have cataracts, you go to a doctor. You don't have people going, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your eyes. No, yeah. fucker. That's a common ailment that people get fixed. Yeah, deal. You should just, just get deal. yourself to a doctor. Hopefully he does it. You know, I'm hoping he takes off for fucking Martin Luther King Day. My God. Yeah. A, a victim. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're 70 years old. You're 70 years old. You haven't figured it out. You go fuck yourself. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? You're, you're <laughs> Thank done. Thank you. You're done. You're finished. Like, just climb, I mean, in, climb again, into the calf coffin. I know a lot. I know a lot about psychotherapy and stuff that we talk about, but I, I'm still at the same time like, hey, dude, you're you're fucking 70. It's over for you. We're not going to teach you how to figure out to be a human. You've you've learned all these tricks through this. You're, you've deceived a lot of people. This, again, just shows everything that he does now just shows what I tell everyone. They don't change. They have to abuse. They're people you have to get away from. <clears throat> There's no change in this guy. He's the same motherfucker he was now that he was then. He's just more cunning in the way that he abuses people. He's not going to change. He's worthless. Throw him in the fucking grave. I want all of us to be done with him. Yeah, let's, let's get over him. You know, that's that's my view. Amen. On. Wiggy has nothing to offer with his hundred thousand listeners that he's got left. So that and the billion dollars he's sitting on with three estates, mansions, sitting on the beach or a penthouse, whatever it might be. 
people don't feel sorry for him. I mean, look at us. But even celebrities that are scraping and trying to get by during COVID because they their opportunities are being missed and mm-hmm. the jobs aren't out there. Yep. They're not looking at him in a sympathetic way. Fuck no. And they're not looking at him in a use. They can't even use him in a narcissistic supply way. Like he's not going to do anything for them unless he's they do something big for him. So, yeah, I mean. He's crying out to no one. No yeah. one's listening to him. Uh, number 14, I don't want to hear about how Bob helped Ralph more than me. Ralph wants to tell Uh-oh. everyone that Bob Saget helped him. Uh-oh. How this. did he help Ralph? I don't know. I, I, I don't want to hear it, Ralph. I've, all I know is I've helped Ralph more than anybody. <laughs> I love that. I don't want to hear this. Please don't tell me. Yeah, we're Please off, don't make we're Bob off to a, a better great person. start here. Exactly. Next one. Talk about what I do for you, boyfriend. And he's calling Believe him Bob. Hey <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you want to say? Hey, hey, now. No, he helped my sister. You know, Bob's sister died of this horrible disease, scleroderma, which nobody knows like anything about. It's very. It's a very rare disease. Very rare. And in her honor, he did a ton of charity work. And I don't mean bullshit charity work. I mean, you know, feet on the ground just really was involved with it. Well, and I'll tell you, was, I'll give you a fact about that. Here's an eerie fact. Bob Saget, three years okay, I'm gonna keep it going. before his sister was even diagnosed with scleroderma, began raising money for scleroderma. Really? Yes, and then in an, in an irony, I guess, if you want, his sister contracted it and died from it, and he continued his work. There you go. Okay. Yeah, and, and Stamos spotted it in my sister, which was weird. He goes, does your sister have scleroderma? I go, yeah, how would you know? And he goes, well, you know, there are signs of it. And he so. And now people are wondering why he said Stamos. It's possible he made a mistake, but it's also equally possible that Stamos, because Bob is such a friend, did the reading and knew about it the same way I had to read about alcoholics and, and help them. And, you know, it's, it's, what, it's what people can oh, do no. if they put their mind to it. It's completely possible that... Stamos being close to Bob, knowing and taking an interest in what was going on with his sister, yeah. did see these signs in other people. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's completely plausible. That's what that's people not do. not at sometimes. all unusual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people Rick. that actually care about other people, sure. Yeah. Okay. So just picture this. Ralph is at Stamos's house laying on his couch in his boxers, scrolling through his phone, and he gets a message from his sister or he's FaceTiming his sister. And Stamos looks over his shoulder or lifts himself up from his crotch and looks at his phone. He's <laughs> like, oh, your sister. She doesn't look well. Right. Um, she has some of the similar symptoms to Bob Saget. Bob's sister, yes. Yeah. You know, Bob's sister. And for whatever reason, hooked him up with Bob. I'm I'm just making fun of Stamos and Ralph, Ralph having like a love affair, but yep. whatever. Some of the here's some hard facts about scleroderma mm-hmm. that people with an advanced systemic version of the disease have a prognosis of anywhere from three to fifteen years. Yeah. So his sister's a little older than him, probably about you know Wiggy's age or a little younger. And Ralph gets really choked up during this. Mm-hmm. The um, the disease itself includes tightening of the skin, joint pain, um, exaggerated responses to cold and heartburn. Yeah. But basically, it's a death sentence. It is. So I think Ralph 
probably got super upset. Stamos yeah. saw it, reached out to Bob. Bob got in touch with Ralph and did, you know, either charity work, like a stand-up show for a sister, right. found her a good doctor, any of the above. Right. But and, and- keep in mind, Wiggy did nothing. No. Not a single goddamn thing that he could take credit for, because if he did, he would have. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't. But I well, still hate Ralph. Fuck I, Ralph. Well, me too. And but then the reason why Ralph's getting upset is because Saget helped him and helped his sister survive this in, in lieu of his own sister not being able to surmount this right. and passing away. That's it's why amazing. he's getting choked up. That's yeah, amazing. Exactly. We should anyway, all, we should Bob all respect my him. sister up with yeah. the premier guy at Johns Hopkins. And mm. Wow. I didn't know that. You never told me that. And by the way, he did tell you it was on the air shithead. It was, I don't know, when right after the Saget roast, when Saget came in, uh, whenever the next time he came in, and that Ralph called in and said, he said outright, he helped me uh, with uh, the slur with my sister. Exact same thing he's telling him. So Wiggy chooses not to know, or he's going to fake like he doesn't know, but he did know. He was told this. If he forgot, well, because he's a 79, that's possible too. But he doesn't want to fucking know about this. He absolutely does not want to hear this. Wait a minute, he's breaking up. He's upset. Ralphie. Well, I don't want you talking over it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry. Talk about what I do for you. Fucking cunt. And so, but Ralph is not faking that. That's for sure. Yeah, I I, want to weigh in on this. Um, Well, first off... What we left on, Howard says, talk about what I did for you. One thing you could have done for him is helped his fucking sick sister that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't even be talking about Bob Saget. Why Mm -hmm. was Bob Saget helping your best friend? Like, I understand Bob plugged her in. And again, this isn't to denigrate what he did. Bob Saget flew his sister out to go to and covered her expenses for um, wor- treatment. Uh, what's the name of the hospital? John's Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. Achievement, but it's a, John, no, it wasn't even John. It was it wasn't even Johns Hopkins. It was a place in Minnesota. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's it's not uh, out of the purview of what Howard was perfectly capable of doing. Of course. I mean, this was not like this is something that he could have definitely have helped out with. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just sit here and I'm and Howard saying, well, you know what I did for you is like, well, why didn't you help with his sister? If you helped yep. with his sister, then this whole story would have just changed right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, next clip is called Why Would Saget Help You? You're Not Even Famous. <laughs> there you go. See, that doesn't make him cry. Uh, <laughs> he hooked her. He hooked her up with the, this guy at John's. My sister's a mess, you know, because he, oh, John he saved her life. Was John you know, yeah, he did. He did. And I know you better cry like this for me, douchebag, because uh, <laughs> who's like I, I can't talk. I can't talk. It's upsetting, you know. Well, no, oh. that's a beautiful yeah. story. You know, I didn't know Saget did that for you. I mean. You're not even famous. Fuck. Oh, sorry. I 
I, for some reason, thought Bob Saget sent his sister to the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, you're right. It was Johns Hopkins, which is basically the East Coast version of the Mayo Clinic anyways. But knowing to send someone to the to to Johns Hopkins living in New York and having the resources Howard has. This is not a stretch. I mean, everyone knows Johns Hopkins, anyone in any kind of medical field. Johns Hopkins Mayo Clinic, these are the two biggest premier clinics in all of medical treatment. Like, Howard could have easily have sent Ralph's sister there. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I've said it before in the podcast. Leno's monologue writer was in Atlantic City or Reno with his wife. She got an aneurysm or uh, suffered a stroke, one of those two. And um, Jay Leno footed the entire bill had her airlifted to whatever hospital was supposed to be uh was was to treat her uh paid for the expenses a limo service for him to come and visit his wife every time he wanted and never you know and didn't take credit like never this didn't come out until john released john max released it in his book that's a fucking guy who cares about his employees yeah you see ralph's sister doesn't work on the show that's Robin true. works on the show, so Wiggy will pay for her treatment, her cancer, lymphoma, grapefruit size, tumor. melanoma t- tumor to be removed. Yeah. But Ralph's sister, sorry, you're not on the show. You don't. I don't need you, so you're not getting any marbles. Yep. Bye. That's true. Good luck. Uh, the next one, number seventeen. I hate to play this. Even uh, Wiggy's latest green card crush has to weigh in. Yeah, my sister flies in to see this guy like twice a year, you know, and it all has to do with the blood and, you know, it, like when you're sick and you don't know why you're, why you're sick, you know, it's just, oh. mm. uh, sorry, sorry, you love this shit, why am I saying sorry? Oh, this is good, this is good, I didn't know you had a heart. Yeah, I got I was yeah, going to say, really, the day the meanest man on earth cried. Yeah, I mean, this guy's hey, a, a brutal hey, fucking fuck angry you, douche. <laughs> okay, a little more. And, and look, who knew? This is a new side to Ralph. Yeah. By the way, for an opposing viewpoint, Chris Wilding is laughing at Ralph right now. Why are you laughing, Chris? <laughs> How dare you? Even I'm offended. What? what, what what's Chris, your point on this? Chris Why are you laughing horrible. at Ralph? He's a mean, he's a mean girl, like Marianne says. Yeah. I just want to say, I mean, RIP to Bob Saget. That's an amazing thing he did. That's a beautiful gesture. Um, I don't know how close he was to Ralph, but it sounds like he really went out of his way. Sounds amazing. You know, we need more people like that. So I don't think he probably knew Ralph from a hole in the wall. So uh, I really respect what he did. And uh, yeah, I mean, RIP Bob Saget. Yeah, Great it's story. Glad from, to hear. from what we hear, he he was like that with just when he heard about a cause or he heard about someone. He was a humanitarian in the truest sense of the word. He he did want to do good if he could do good and did. And uh, that's yeah. coming out now. Yeah. It's just going to come. There, the stories are going to just keep coming more and more because people do want to share these things. Uh, number 18. Ralph comes to praise Bob, not to bury him. <laughs> oh, you hit the nail on the head. He's the meanest person on the on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, well, I don't I think know. You are. No, Ralph, come on. I'm very that's touched okay. by this. It's just it's just funny, that's all. 
to talk well, about. Well, I'm moved by it. It's hard to talk about it. I mean, this, this guy, let, let me just, he just really, you know, and he was, just, Bob was such a great guy, just the nicest guy, like everybody says. But, you know, what he did for my sister is just uh, uh, like. Okay. Got to leave it there, guys. Um, and I'm going to go to the next clip because I want to get through these. Stamos uh, did his internship on daytime TV. I got to tell you. Ralph just gave Jimmy Kimmel a good run for the money on the cry-off. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy yeah, cried a lot, Kimmel. but Ralph, Ralph, you might, you might have won. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I had a way more important reason. He saved my sister's life. Jimmy, yeah. now, Jimmy's just. A now how did Bob even like? Did, did John Stamos hook you up with Bob? Tell us how it happened. Yeah, but like you know, there's telltale signs. That- See, there you go, <laughs> Raven. It was right on, right off the bat. Like, like not off the bat, but you know, it, the truth comes out. Um, the connections, who you know, how you know them, and can they help? And do they want to help? That's the key. I imagine right. if, if Ralph's key. sister had this and they knew about this, which it sounds to me like they didn't, they they weren't quite aware what to do with her before Stamos stepped in and got in touch with Bob, but. I think Wiggy would know, or sorry, Ralph would know, don't even go to him because he's not going to fucking help. I think Ralph at that point would have known enough to know how little Howard does for anybody, including himself. Right. John spotted it in my sister. You know, wow. you, you can see it in the face. And Didn't Stamos start his career playing a doctor on television? <laughs> yes, he diagnosed my sister. Yeah, I mean, think about that. The guy I takes his role. I was going to say that Bob turned John into a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> a real John- doctor. This is nonsensical because he he's he started off like all my children are one of those soaps as a doctor, didn't he? As the female here, I can tell you it was Blackie on General Hospital. General Hospital, <laughs> my stupidity. Sorry. Even though I watched Guiding Light, but I knew about him on General Hospital. I was and a, he was on ER, I believe, too. Later on, yeah. Or maybe I'm I thinking was, of Clooney. I was a I was a wine a wine R guy myself. Um, number twenty. Unlike Wigtardo, the truth does come out. I don't know if this is a joke, but there's a woman on the phone named Amy who says Bob Saget helped her sister. Wow. Oh what yeah. Everybody. What? No wonder Saget. You didn't see him for a couple of years. He's busy like the Florence Nightingale running around. Amy, what? What's your story? Fake call. Your call. What do you say? Absolutely 112%. All these calls are fake and staged unless they are paid or fake, not even fake, over-the-top fans like Bobo, Marianne, Apples, Jim from Raleigh, uh, Mike from Maine. Those are the calls that are staged, and they're basically like staff now, but I I don't think they're getting paid. I think they're just being told to call in with a certain premise. And then that gets Wiggy going in a certain direction. Yeah. Uh, Bob. No, I, I'm my only question is, are any of them real at this point? It seems like no calls are real with Howard. It's tough. Honestly, they seem prearranged. Like somebody saw somebody on Instagram or somebody calls in and they have to give credit on like, their social media of who they are and that they support the show. Mm-hmm. I I just I haven't seen much in the way of real fans, real callers, yeah. truck drivers, anything yeah. that lets me think that at all. Mm-hmm. And I study the show like the fucking Torah. Yeah, you do. Anyway, we saw Bob Saget at a comedy show in Jersey. We stayed afterwards. 
and we finally met him. And there was a crowd around, and he took time to talk to us. We told him my aunt had sclerosis, and he actually stopped his appointment at John Hopkins with the same doctor for mm. my aunt. It was wow. just amazing. It's a, he's an, an extraordinary man, the nicest man. Uh, he actually took time to talk to us with a crowd of people. I don't know. It sounds legit to me. Um, and the only reason I say that is because there, there's a there's a stiltiness to there's a, you can tell there's a stiltiness to the voice, uh, and it also sounds a little far away, like she's on a speakerphone, let's say driving or what have you. And usually his fake callers have a more programmed, shitty sound. If that makes any sense. I I still I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it fake. I, I don't believe anything I hear on this show. I'm so jaded and so cynical about everything I've heard and the way that the voices just sa- seem to sound the same or they buy people to call the show yeah. and portray actors in a certain situation for whatever reason. But if, I, if he does one... let through bad calls. He's he's letting her talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's no, I know, letting her go. If it's a po- if it's wanting to shit on Saget is it by way of saying, well, he does this for anybody. It's not so special what he did for you, Ralph, that kind of thing. Or um, maybe is it legit? Like to me, mm. I believe it's I think this one is legit for some reason. I don't know, but we'll let it play out. Yeah. And he was really genuinely concerned. And it was he's a beautiful man. And you know what the horror of the story is, Amy? Listening to you, there's no chance I would have helped you. Like, uh, you know, people think I'm a horrible person. It's true. I'm just listening to you. And I think I would have run right out of the room. And uh, she sounds annoyed. Yeah, yeah. But the two of you sound like like, Saget was like the new Jesus. I mean, this guy would meet you and then uh, touch you and and improve your life. And and I got to tell you, I had no clue he was. I knew he was a good guy. I didn't know he was a saint. Uh, Next clip, guys. Let's we're almost done. Wilding provides more ammo for the haters. I didn't know, yes. Amy. Thank you for Saint sharing. Saint Bob. Saint Bob. Saint Bob. Right. Look at this. Thank All you. right, Amy. Thank you. <laughs> Good Lord. Listen to these tributes. This is amazing. Ralph crying. Well, who's going to cry for me now? <laughs> I would say more choked up. <clears throat> but anyway. Don't you say, Ralph, that I've, as much as Saget did for you and he saved your sister's life, I still feel I've done more for you than even Bob Saget just as fuck's sake. I mean, guys, the barrel, the, like the, 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 the fucking yeah. line gets lower. Like it just gets lower and lower. The, the fucking bottom of the barrel just let it fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Raven. Let it chill, bro. I, I almost thought you were going to say gun to the head because that's what it feels like. Like, Hey, Ralph's already backtracking. Like, Oh, I was just choked up. Not really calling, not crying. Right. And, Wiggy's already putting the guilt on him like, hey, motherfucker, who supplied you with money and cash and connections yeah. of people to mooch and steal from Oh yeah, for the past 35 years? Yeah, and, and defended you. Know, you. Who's <laughs> giving you. Who else has given you a reach-around handjob? Well, Stamos, yeah. probably, and Sam and Simon. Sam Simon but, uh, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty clear. Oh, let's. I mean, you're yeah. for you. He's done more for yeah. you. You are one of the most important people yeah. in my life. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right, Ralphie. I, that's I, a good story. I'm thank you for sure. No, you're, that's amazing. You're very important to me. You're a very important person to me, Howard. You know that. 
I know. Thank you. I love you. Oh, wait a second, Ralph. Uh, this what? woman's on the phone. She says, Bob Saget oh, helps her you. too. Yes, ma'am. Okay, now this one is fake, I'm certain, because it's a wilding shit. I'm certain. Yeah, this is the fake blue virus. Yeah. Bob Saget was a great man. He got right. me in bed at John Hopkins, and then he fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, listen. By the way, yes. by the way, Ralph is a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I'm not going to play anymore because I fucking hate that asshole. Um, and I will say that when when Kinnison died, Kinnison died, I remember the broadcast because I heard it. it was one of the first I heard when I was able to listen. And um, he he made it a show, a total tribute show. He talked a little bit about how funny it was, but mostly it was how much they were going to miss him. And I'm sure how much content they're going to fucking miss now that he's gone. But they totally did it the right way. And this, it's such a fucking 180 this compared to what what they did for Kinnison. Uh, and these days, if Kinnison was not hot anymore, he'd treat him just like fucking Saget. That's the irony. Um, let's go with the last one. Week showing us how to butt fuck a corpse. All right, Ralph, thank you. There you go, Ralph. Wow, an emotional response from Ralph. Yeah, that's I've never seen or heard Ralph upset about anything. Gravitas. Mm. I'm not kidding. Anyway, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah. <laughs> after I've just yeah. fucking, after I've taken out all your so nice. You know what? <clears throat> fucking Robin is such a mafia wife. She's such a loser, enabler, Carmela. Fucking dirtbag. Like, yeah. I mean, she's just wow, Robin. Like the fucking guy took his sister that was dying from this condition and flew her out to John. Like, are you kidding? Like that, that's incredibly touching. He probably wasn't that close with Ralph. She's just an, Robin is just such an enabler. They're all, listen, they're like all of it. They're all about making sure King baby's happy. They're all enablers. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's like, even in that scenario, you just go, Howard, the guy's sister has this disease. You did nothing. You were a zero. You helped nobody. Even in the exact scenario when you could talk about how much you helped the guy, Bob, you couldn't tell a story because you didn't help him. Bob, you know why she's going along with it? Because he helped her. And that's right. that's what's of important course. to her. That's what's the only thing it's important. I get it. No, 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 I get it. But it's just, man, these people have no fucking principles at all. Yeah, really? I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. They're all rats. Yeah. All these people. Okay, let's, let's take this a notch up. So when Ralph's sister was getting her treatment at Johns Hopkins, Ralph asked Wiggy for a week off to go stay with her. And comfort her and do whatever care for her. And Wiggy bitched about it. I guarantee you. Because he is such a fucking loser with no empathy, no compassion whatsoever. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to dock your pay because you're not here picking out my T-shirts and sorting through my closet and doing an underwear dance with me. But I don't know why I did that accent. Anyway. Just imagine Ralph asking for time off to help his sister and Wiggy being like, what? 
I need you. Because I don't know what the date was when all of this happened, but I'm pretty sure it was pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. It was a long time ago. Just if it was Stamos related, it was probably, what, mid-2015 Oh, God. Helping his sister, it would have been more like um, 15, anywhere from 15 to 20 years ago. It could have been 90s. All right. In fact, I'm more certain it was 90s because he directed Dirty Work 97. Three years earlier, he directed that movie, TV movie about scleroderma and his sister. And so it would have been in that. It, it, oh. it, falls, it falls in that timeline. So we're talking okay. ages ago. Yeah. Private Parts era. Yeah, I get, right. I, get so, a, I get a super old vibe from it. Yeah. Like I get that this happened a while ago. Yes. And it was real. Yeah. And one of the few for one of the few real things you'll hear from uh, from anybody on the show, that's for sure. Um, anyway, guys, this one we can't make it much longer because it's it's going to be an epic as it is. I'll see when this comes out. Thank you guys so much for sticking through this one and putting helping me put this one together, especially with the clips too, Raven. God love you, um, guys. There's one more clip from January 12th. I'm not going to play it because it really is just like a 30 second nothing. Um, but he he did get a, a a snide mention on that Wednesday as well. So rest in peace to Bob uh, his uh, all condolences to his wife and his kids and uh, his extended family whoever they may be and all the friends of course because he had shitloads of them clearly yeah. you guys see it we saw it and you're going to continue to hear about it online and podcasts you name it so you didn't die for nothing Bob mm-hmm. yep rest in peace yeah. Bob thank you so much and um, yep. we did our best for you so there you go yeah rest Rest in peace, Bob Saget. You seem like a really good guy. Rest in peace. And you guys out there, take care. We love you. See you on the next one. Okay? And I'm going to fly out there next week, and I'm going to straighten your ass out. (laughs) And I'm going to make sure that you really get it. I'm going to make sure that you know what a rude, thoughtless little pig you really are. Do you understand? You're a rude, thoughtless pig. So be ready on Friday the 20th, because I'm coming out there. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to fly right back home. (laughs) You are a rude, thoughtless pig. (laughs)